Afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another episode of Your Heroes of Noise. I'm one half of this dynamic duo. My name is Steve. Happy New Year. We're back. Steve, you didn't even say Happy New Year. You're so freaking Do you, do you want to try over again? <laughs> do you want to? If I will let you try over again if you want to. Okay, Happy New Year. I'm one of this dynamic duo. Okay, it's uh, I mean, you know the effort you put in, but that's okay. We can move along from here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name is Dan Ramirez. It's episode 142. We got a brand new year. Hey, um, not much no, <laughs> not much going on in the news, so maybe we won't even talk about current events. I don't know, Steve. What do you think? It's been a pretty boring week. I mean, look, everything seems peachy keen. Yeah. Seems peachy keen. What are your thoughts so far on the 2020 sequel? It's, um, it's, um, I think it's in game. <laughs> I think it's in game right now. And I'm not sure who's going to take out Thanos. I don't even know if I'm going outside, Steve, for maybe like the next year. No, I think I, I might I, just continue this lockdown. Maybe try to work from home, which is impossible. I'll have to do that and, you know, try not to get fired at the same time. But crazy times we're living in, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the apocalypse part two. Listen. I got a question for you, Dan. Please ask away, Steve. You know what? Hey, first of all, sir. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. I'm excited to be here. So am I. It's been a nice couple of weeks, I think. Right? Outside feel, of outside of all good. the craziness that's going on, I should say. For us, oh. it's been a nice couple of weeks. Well, I know you feel very, like, invisible right now, Dan. Invisible? How, why do you say that, sir? Because you could just walk around maskless if you wanted to. Oh, maybe. I think I got, like, four weeks left on that before I can really go for it. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah, you got to let it get into your system. So you got the second vaccine yesterday. I thought the first or one was, was the. I thought the first one was the one. No, I think well, it it, it gets you going, Steve. But then you have to get the, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you need a booster. Get things up and running. That just sets you up. <laughs> I didn't know 
know that. Yeah. Oh, you just you've been walking around like just kissing people. No, I I put the mask on just because like regardless, I want to set a good example. So I keep it on all the time. We're supposed to continue to wear the masks. Mm -hmm. It's not a guarantee. Remember, it's 90 something percent, depending on which one you got. 90 something percent. And that's just out of the people that they study. Basically, Steve, we could just be guinea pigs. There really could be nothing that we've done outside of like for myself. For instance, I was about to say that it was just, when did I get my shot? I believe it was on Monday. Today is Thursday. And by Tuesday, I thought I was going to die. What? Well, I'm exaggerating, but I I will say that a lot of people have told me that that second shot is the one where it makes you feel super sick. Heard people getting 104 temperatures. I've heard people, and for a couple of days for that matter, people just getting wiped out and just not being able to get out of bed. Yeah. fevers. Uh, I think I said that, but, um, you know, basically flu symptoms, flu like yes. symptoms. Yes. I exhibited everything except for the fever. Ooh. Lots of bathroom trips, which was kind of weird. I'll spare you the detail on that. Oh, that sort of bathroom trip. Yeah. It's amazing. What? uh, I'm like, where did, when did I, when did I eat this? I don't know. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Both ends. Oh yeah. I didn't, uh, let's see. Did I vomit? I didn't vomit. I felt a little nauseous. Oh, Dan. I was kind of waking up and dry heaving a little bit. I know. I know. For but anyone again, that's your listening, stomach is weird. Your for stomach anyone is that's funny. listening that's new, by the way, welcome. But I don't know. Do I normally do this, Steve? I always talk about my ailments, huh? Dude, you you often, you're you're one of the most vomiting pers- people I've known. Okay, come on. Now you're being ridiculous. It's okay, true. maybe th- maybe that you know. <laughs> that I know. Right. I, I, but I'm not in the main facility. <laughs> it's not like Dan's puking again today. No, it's not that. But this one... <laughs> Had I been puking, it would have made sense because I exhibited all the other symptoms. I mean, I, I'm not going to, you know, put any drama on it. I just woke up. I got the shot. I'll go back. I got the shot. And a few hours later, my arm started hurting. I was like, no big course, deal. Yeah. No big deal. But then around midnight, I reached for the remote and my arm felt like someone had been punching me repeatedly. Jesus. Just over and over again. I'm like, oh, okay. Now it's kicking in. And then almost like... I don't think it was psychosomatic, but just within the hour, because I was up late that night, I started getting the <clears throat> all that kind of stuff. Oh, boy. And just, ooh, not feeling. I can feel it kicking in now, you know? Woke up in the morning, and I just couldn't get out of bed. I had no energy whatsoever. I uh, moved to the couch. It was one of those days where you, I actually have a robe, Steve, and I stayed in a robe all day. <laughs> of course. I got a robe for Christmas like three years ago, and every time I get sick, I break it out. It's a great robe, and it makes me feel... <laughs> secure and uh, like I'm healing when I wear uh-huh. this robe. So I spent the day in the robe and the only time that I really got up off of the couch was to go and, you know, do some business. That's crazy. See a man about a mule. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. I Well, everyone I've talked to, uh, a friend of mine's a doctor and uh, she's, she's doing a play by play and she's every, and two of my other friends are like, yep, got a fever. Feel great the next day. Got a fever. Feel great the next day. Got a f- everyone is pretty much saying, "Oh yeah, I felt a little out of it." Um, and one person was like, "Steve, you probably shouldn't work out that day. No, that definitely. day when you work out before you go in, just don't work out because otherwise you're going to be even more tired after you get the shot than you normally would have been." So you like take that day and just don't do anything. Yeah, even if you feel fine the next day, at least you have it. Yes, because it was one of those things where I was supposed to get the shot last Friday. But I'm really glad I didn't because we had to record with PCL on Saturday, and I don't think I would have been up for it. I probably would have done it, but I don't think it would have gone as well as it did. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, we are on the latest episode of Pop Culture Leftovers. They came back with their first show, their first true show of the year, and uh, Brian and Jake had a lot, 
a lot to talk about. We had a lot to talk about. This is a 6.5. That's six and a half for you people that don't understand the decimal. <laughs> I was wondering why you said 6.5. Uh, you know why, Steve? Because it's right in front of me and I was oh. just reading. That's all. <laughs> I was like, why would he be like, I don't know. I don't I'll know. be there in about 0.5. This is a six and a half hour show. It's an extravaganza, a celebration, if you will. I'd like to call it a crossover myself. And I think that it went very well. So if you guys missed us, you want to hear us and you haven't, you know, you need to catch up, of course. I understand that. But with this one and then, but if you're, if you're still needing a little bit of Steve and Dan and you need a little Brian and Jake in your life, this is the perfect union right here. So check it out. I'm actually very happy with the way this one came out. It was super fun. And I wanted to thank the guys at Pop Culture Leftovers for inviting us on. That it was really fun, dude. I had a, I had a, and you told me, you're like, you're going to have a blast. And I did have a blast. It was great. I know you had a blast, Steve, because I know Steve Hudson <laughs> doesn't record six and a half hour podcast without protest. And you were happy as happy people get. Well, I mean, they put me in a bowl and just said, be you. They didn't like, hey, okay, here's what you got to do. And they're like, hey, do whatever you want to do. And I'm like, well, that's easy. I'll just be me for six hours. Which Fun. is all anyone's ever asking you to do, my friend. Absolutely. But I'm saying if you go on other podcasts, you kind of have to do something else. And Brian just didn't do that. Not all podcasts, some. I will have to say that that was the funnest time that I've had recording with them. I've had a great time recording with them before, but I had my boy with me. It felt like a actual Heroes of Noise slash pop culture leftover show. And that was super, I don't know, man. I, I'm ecstatic about the way that came out. And thanks to everyone that's reached out and given us kind words. It just meant, it meant a lot. So that, what a great way to start 2021, Steve. I'm done gushing. I just wanted to say that real quick. Well, I think that's a great se segue. I was about to say Sieg, Dan. You almost did. You're getting on my <laughs> shit for talking, but you almost said Sieg. <laughs> I, ever since I heard it on a podcast, I've been like, dang, God, it is in my brain now. Because someone said Sieg on a podcast and they wouldn't back down. They're like, it is Sieg. It's not Segway. Is that like when Shia was all, I think this is the epitome of. Oh, uh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, it's funny because there's a guitar company, Epiphone, but it's not Epiphone. Everyone calls it that. And I'm like, it's Epiphany. And yeah. everybody's like, no, it's Epiphone. Oh, it's so strange. But I've heard people, I understand. I understand it's epiphany, Steve, because I've had this conversation in Guitar Center before. <laughs> and you know that everyone in a Guitar Center. <laughs> <laughs> some of them are masters incredible. of the English language. Some of them are incredible. I'm like, what do you do? What do you, what you, I want to talk to you every time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny for me to say masters, call them masters of the English language the way I speak at this time of the morning, but still. I've heard this many times, and I'm going to go ahead and go with you and say that it is an epiphany. It sounds better. Like, I have this guitar. Look at this new epiphany I just App, had. Do you think they would make that name, and no one around them would be like, that? Uh, you should probably call it epiphany, not epiphone. Yeah, it's epiphany, but everyone just says epiphone. My thoughts exactly. I'm very curious to see. You know what, guys? What do you think? Let's just start it up right there. Start with Bucks. Bucks will know exactly what I guarantee he'll know what it is. It's Epiphany. It has to it's be. But I've heard so many people call it Epiphone that when I was a kid, didn't really walk around saying Epiphany too much. I just went with it. Okay, cool. And then one day I'm driving, Steve, because sometimes I do my best thinking when I'm driving. Nice. And uh, all of a sudden I was like, you know what? I think that motherfucker's wrong at the, at the guitar center store. <laughs> Oh, shit, car. And then I had to get like back into it because I, I almost rear-ended somebody. Oh, well, that's never a good thing. No, you got to pay attention when you're having these deep thoughts. Well, then again, it doesn't matter if you rear-end people right now because you're about to get like a Mercedes. 
No, no big deal. I'm not going with a Mercedes. Big Why is money it that I could get? Brand, I could say I'm getting a brand new car, and you will still exaggerate on what I'm getting. I mean, that is a new car. It a is Mercedes a new car. Could be new. New Any car. car could be new, Steve. Exactly. I could go into some abandoned factory and find a, a gremlin, brand new gremlin, just sitting there. Here's what I will say: Mercedes isn't the name that it used to be. Like it used to be, if someone told me I got a brand new Mercedes, I'd be like, "Dang!" Now they're like, "I got a brand new Mercedes." I'm like, "Oh, good for you." Hey, this might be a little bit accusatory, and, and don't take it personal, anyone out yes. there. But just out of curiosity, Steve, have you ever met a nice person named Mercedes? I've met a very nice person named Mercedes. Really? Uh huh. Oh, do tell. <laughs> no, she was she was very nice. Oh, how nice was she, Steve? Very nice. Really? Would you like to go into detail about that? No, no. It wasn't one of that. It's not, it's not that thing. She was a. She was employed somewhere that I frequented in Atlanta. And uh, <laughs> did she have a friend named Cinnamon? She could have. <laughs> I never saw her in light. I'll say that. Ah, good old Mercedes. Yes. When she were you in Atlanta? There. You didn't live there. You just went to visit family, right? I lived there for a year. You lived there for a year. Another thing that I don't know about you. I didn't know about you. No, I, I have said this about twice. On you this say show. a lot. I, yeah, I, I remember say you saying that you were in Atlanta. I don't yeah. remember you residing there. I lived, and you know that Atlanta is a very damn place. Is it? Oh, dude. You sure? Yeah, like, there's no freeway. There's just greenery on a road. You would just be like, I don't want to go. I just want to stay in my little neighborhood and love the green. Like, your backyard just goes into green forest. <laughs> You know, I always had hesitance about visiting Georgia, but now I feel pretty good about it, I think. Maybe I'll go check it out. No, you would like, but the thing is, uh, I know my uncle put up a Facebook post. He's like, caught a water moccasin in the garage. I was like, oh, that's nope. why I don't. Yeah, see, that's why I'm not going there. <laughs> the fuck is it? Is, it? is his garage underwater? Why does he have a water moccasin exactly. in his garage? They just, because country in the backyard, they nope. come through. Mm-mm. That's why I'll never move out to the country. No. I had a friend, uh, an old friend of mine, his uh, soon-to-be wife was moving out from her mom's house and moving in with him. Now, I'm going to get local for a second, but Steve, you'll know what I'm talking about. I know you don't go out this way much, but if you go down Shaw Avenue, past Clovis Avenue, into the, you know, past the city of Clovis, where you're heading out towards the water park. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So there's those nice, real big houses that are off to the left, right? You know. Are we going, we're going, we're going east. Yes, we are. We're going east. Okay. And, uh. You know, about five minutes before you get to the park, there's these gigantic houses uh-huh. there. So she lived in one of these houses. Oh, nice. Yeah. She was not a nice person, though, Steve, but that's a whole other story. They're not married anymore. But anyway, when we went to go and uh, get her stuff, I went in the garage and I don't have a fear of spiders. Like, I yeah. just like, even if I saw a big spider, I'm like, oh, that's a big ass spider, but I'm, I'm going to stay away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a moment of fear because do you know what a wolf spider is? I get them in the house sometimes. Yes. The big, gigantic brown tarantula looking ones. The big ones, yeah, furry ones. Okay, these motherfuckers were this, like bigger than my hand. And I moved a box, and like six of them just scattered everywhere. <gasps> I screamed. And like you a, freaked out? Like a young girl, I screamed. And I won't Even go the, back. You, it, so you, it doesn't matter if they're, if they're venomous or not. I just don't want to play with it, Steve. Okay. That doesn't matter if it's venomous. That is fair. I, I, my brain goes, like they recently put up a post Oh, no, it was on uh, uh, a Reddit thread, and they were talking about the most dangerous animals in the world. Yeah. And, of course, one of the one of the most dangerous living reside in Australia. And I was about to hit up Stephen and be like, dude, 
How do you just walk around in a country that has this thing there? How does one this survive snake? on a daily basis? Just Dude, walking around. This snake, it's not a factor of, are you going to survive? They're like, if you live, you're going to lose a limb. I'm like, I can't deal with that. <laughs> and now I have to wonder, do I want to lose my hand or my foot? That's a crazy decision. That's a crazy decision. Did you see that he, he I, I think he was sending this more for you, but it affected me as well. In the community, he sent a, a recent meme. And it shows this big ass snake, gigantic snake, right? Just eating an entire kangaroo. I saw that. Yeah, I'm not going, Steve. It ups my thought because if. <laughs> so now you're confident again? I'm not. I'm more confident. Do you have venom? Neither did that snake. Are you sure? I probably not. I bet you it had yeah. a little bit of venom. No, it was. I think it was a, um, either a python or a boa. It just had strength, a lot of it. Just crushed it. Just <laughs> it got around it, it and crushed it. I mean, once you get, once it gets around you, it's it's kind of like let me watch. It's gonna watch Netflix until you stop. Breathing. He's like, hey, you know how they call me a constrictor? This. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's just him like there Bolo and- does that dude and Enter the Dragons. <laughs> oh, Bolo! Have you seen him late? Did he pass away? I have not heard anything about Bolo dying, and I don't appreciate you saying things like this I'm without sorry. facts. Because I, I was worried. He looked, he looked um, different when I saw him last. You think? The well, a lot came of people, out of 1972. You think he, I think he can look a little bit different. Boy, well, aren't you judging? Schwarzenegger still looks good. Good, but different. But I think Bolo is sick, baby. Oh, that's terrible. I think. I might be wrong, and he just was like, I'm not working out anymore. That might be because Bolo used to be, you are next. I used to remember that all the time. Be like, man, I would not fight that dude. Season now, Bolo? I would fight him before I fought Jason Bourne. If it was between Bolo and Jason Bourne, I'm fighting Jason Bourne every time. I'm fighting Bolo every time. Well, Bolo's not moving as quickly as Jason Bourne. If Bolo gets you, it's like that constrictor. Your ass is dead. But if you can kind of dodge around him a little bit, maybe stick and move, you might have a chance. Jason Bourne going to fuck you up. No, I'd rather, I'd rather be caught by Bolo. I'd rather be held. All these things. Because I think he would... I could get away from Bolo, whereas if I think I'm getting away, all of a sudden I'm, I'm in some weird lock that he let me get out of with Bourne. He'd be like, yeah, now I have your, your hand. Like, there's no getting away from that dude. If you can't tell, I recently watched the movie again. I was like, oh, Bourne, Jason Bourne was a problem. <laughs> okay, speaking of a problem, yes. who do you think would win in a, this fictitious fight? Okay. Jack Reacher or Jason Bourne? Jason Bourne. Yeah, I agree. I think he would he, fuck Jack Jason Bourne was a freaking problem, dude. Like when he took that pin and took dude out with that freaking pin, I was like, oh, it's over, man. This guy is. Who wins is in a, a fight, Steve? Who wins in a fight? John Wick or Jason Bourne? Okay. Here, ooh, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Here's the thing. Jason Bourne, he beats people up, but John Wick, Wick never stops. You can keep stabbing him with the pin. He will not stop. You're going to have to kill John Wick. John Wick will find a way to take the pin and then turn it on you. Yeah, he'd like break it in half in his knuckle and just take the pain. Yeah, I'm not sure if you remember this or not, but he kills people with books in the library. Dude, dude. That so John Wick, we can say one. John Wick will win, right? 
No, it's still okay. Here's oh, this this is getting getting way too meta. But what are they each fighting for? Oh wow. Uh, let's just go with. Well, refresh my memory on Born's angle. Born was fighting to get the truth about where he came from, what okay. happened to him. I'm yeah. with you. That and it never really changes. That's just no, it the, does because the next time he said, "Leave me alone," and remember they came back and shot his girl. And he said, I told you guys to leave me alone. Now I'm going to bring the heat. So it, be- it becomes a, a situation of revenge. Yes. Okay. So now let's, is that part two? Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's take part two born yeah. against yeah. part one wick. They both part have lost two. something. Oh, Jason Bourne's killing wick, but wick lost a dog too. After when you lose your woman that you're like, I finally, I finally found love. And now all the restrict. Cause remember Bourne is not asking questions now. John Wick still would be like, why did you do this? Jason Bourne, I I don't need to know. I'm a machine that is only dedicated to one thing. And also, like, if it's in a close combat, I have not really seen, except for people like in the raid. I think the guy in the raid will kill Jason Bourne. In the raid, yeah, he'd probably kill Jason Bourne. (laughs) For sure. If Jason Bourne and John Wick were just standing there with their feet together. Okay? Yes. They're they're looking at you, they're standing side by side and their feet are together. Who do you think you'd have a better chance of just running full speed and then diving through their shins? Who do you think uh who do you diving think diving through their shins? Yeah, like diving right between the knees. Just just you know, not doing anything gross, you're just diving through much like a a, a tiger jumps through a fiery hoop. Oh, for I would probably have who's has weaker knees. Well, have you seen the legs on John Wick? He's quite uh, bow-legged. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's quite Is he really? I'm not making fun of bow-legged people. I guess I kind of was. I didn't really mean to. I wasn't going for a mean thing. But John yeah, Wick's bow-legged? That, in that scenario, you're diving through Wick's legs. I did not know he was bow-legged. Oh, yeah. You could just blow right by his knees. I did not <laughs> know that. Like a fucking jug. Was that thing you noticed, or is it? It's pretty noticeable. I mean, he's running for 75% of the movie, right? That's true. Every movie. I, sti- I still don't understand how he survived that drop, though, dude. John Wick. Still, man. Don't think that about was it. the one thing I was like, eh, are there nothing. Well, things happened to Jason Bourne that were that unbelievable, but I don't think John Wick's rooted in any form of reality, really. Like this is an alternate universe. Jason Bourne is supposed to be on Earth. This universe. Is I don't some think dude John that got Wick, activated. It's some sort of other thing that got like this. Is, we're in another universe in John Wick, a total different universe for sure, where this hotel exists. Jason Bourne is rooted. Yeah, the hotel really. Well, we do we know? We don't know about the underside of the crime world, Steve. These hotels could exist. No, they couldn't. Yeah, you're right. I know. I just want to see, we could, <laughs> to see where we could go with that if we the just. The internet exists now, unfortunately. I just wanted to open up the car door and start driving, see what happened, but that's okay. You shot it down quick, and that's all right, because we have plenty of show to cover. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, speaking of, you do want to get to the contact information? I do, Steve, but it's been a couple okay. of weeks. Let's just chat. I'm, I'm oh, no, I, th- I thought that was off mic. I'm loosening up. No, there's no off mic, Steve. We're just talking. Oh, my bad. I did not know that. Yeah, I'm right. just talking today. Right, cool. Can I try all something right, cool. new for 2021? Hey, look, listen. We, <laughs> I just was saying we have a lot of news, and uh, Dan, his, his favorite actor of all time, has bad news about him, so, you know. Yeah, I love this guy so much. We'll get to that in just a second, but I, I wanted do. to talk about, you had mentioned Schwarzenegger. Yes. I'm not going to get political, but did you happen to see the video that he put up? I did. Which is 100% political. 
Uh-huh. I liked it when he was like, <laughs> you know, he was he was making tons of good points and talking about the uh, what was it? The day of broken glass and all that kind of stuff. But somehow he managed to still work the Conan sword into it. Dude, this is a Conan weird. sword. It's like like many swords. As long as you put it in fire and melt it and pound it with a hammer and then put it in water every time it gets stronger. I'm like, thanks. I did not know that. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I really didn't know I, how, sword, how swords work, how blacksmithery works. I never saw a sword be. And there's so many. The funny thing is, you have to. There's so many of those shows that you kind of have to avoid watching how a sword is made now. And I think I've done it. Here I am. Here I am by the fire, getting ready to pull it out. Okay, hold on. Ah, I burned my hand and put it back in the water. That's okay, a really I'm done. Good That's Thank a really you. Good I'm done. I'm done with the Schwartz. I'm sorry. His Schwarzenegger. His Schwarzenegger. I, I, now you have me curious. Now I got to see how a sword is made. I think I could make one. We should make swords together. I, get, I promise you there is a place that you can do that in Fresno. How about you and I, we, uh, we get our swords. We just bang them together a little bit. That sounds weird. <laughs> Want to have a sword fight, Steve? <laughs> Not really. Uh, are you afraid I'll beat you? What we should do is go axe throwing. Now that I would do, but I would yeah, probably pl- feel like the biggest pussy when I throw the axe and it just falls just short of the target or something like that. I don't. Th- well, the people that I've seen go into the place, I'm like, none of those people can throw axes for sure. They're just going in for fun. I wouldn't mind axe throwing. I just drove by that place a couple weeks ago. What do you do on my side of town, homie? I was out shopping, doing a little Christmas shopping. In the town? A little Christmas reconnaissance? Yeah. I was looking for some vinyl, if you must know. Oh, look at this guy. Oh, no, it wasn't for me. But I am very interested in... See, what happened was I used to have this really cool vinyl collection. Mm -hmm. I was into it and uh, had no intention of ever just like getting out of the vinyl thing Mm -hmm. because I liked it. I liked... A lot of it was uh, hard to find stuff, stuff that was signed by bands and everything. And I've told this before, so I'll I'll just make it quick. But my house was robbed while I was moving and they took all my vinyl... Yeah. And you know how sometimes you're just like, I don't want to do that anymore. And you just absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's how I was for about the last nine years. And I decided recently, I don't know what it was. Uh, I think it was the, 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 uh, the hunt for vinyl looking around and seeing, Oh wow. Like, cause you know, you like vinyl, right? You like all the liner notes and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And I love the sound that it makes when the needle drops. Oh, for sure. It's all good stuff. So I'm thinking that I want to restart my vinyl collection. Oh, do you not have any vinyl? No, Steve, you got to pay attention. It was all stolen. But I'm saying since then, you never bought a vinyl record. Well, no, because I didn't have a vinyl record player. Do you now? No, I'm, that's what I'm getting at, <laughs> is that I'm thinking about going out and looking for a turntable. And I was going to ask you, if you don't mind, if I may ask you this question, what, what do you think I should uh, get? Should I go with something vintage or should I go with something new, like a, like a Technics? Table get a, something, get like something new. I'm thinking the one I saw was around. Uh, is is it too much to spend two ninety nine for a turntable? No, I realize no, I'm yeah. not because I'm not. You know, I'm not going to be like DJ Dan. Our, 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 no. our evening, yeah. all that kind of shit. I'm not doing any of that. I just want to drop the needle down and sit down. And I would get a modern one. Then I would I would look for a contemporary record player that looks good and does cool things too. And they also probably have a just for fun because technically that's going to be vintage soon. Has a CD player with it. Because that's going to be vintage fairly soon here, too. Yeah. So I'm, just get both of them in one. Get a modern 
uh, a modern record player. And some of them have it so that if people accidentally bump it, it won't like go scratching. Although it will actually move with the, they're like, it's got shock good. absorption. Yes. You do not want your, you're like, I just bought this. And if you get a vintage one and you bump it, it will scratch your record. And so, yeah, I have a, I have a modern one that has MP3 CD player and uh, uh, um, vinyl. So yours can actually, you can rip your, the songs and put them into empty MP3. No, no, no. It just has a, like a, a um, aux cord. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, as an Oscar. So, and it looks like an, uh, it is lo- shaped and looks like a vintage old school like uh, uh, record player. And then when you look up closer, like, oh, these knobs are actually for the CD player. Is it uh, very sensitive? A lot of shock absorption on this? Yes, a lot of shock absorption. Even though I don't need, I was like, no one's going to bump. It's in the corner of the room. But yeah, I have a... Um, I, it, it, well, I'll tell you what, I played Abbey Road. It does feel different. When you drop that needle, it feels different. I have two record players. One of them's for my sampling, and the other one's for just in the front room. Okay, what do you use for your sampling? I'm trying to learn it still. That joke is hard, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to get out here acting like Jay Dilla. Man, that junk is freaking difficult. Do you do the thing where you get the, uh, the, the wax, like a crayon marker? So you can cue No, it. no. You're not I, I just I just lift the, the needle, try to find like a good sample. But some of these dudes you see, like Dilla and Ninth Wonder and Just Blaze and even a sane Kanye West, they would just find and do Q-tip. Sh- Gee, they could now Q-tip is a different beast. He could he could make a, a break beat with his finger from the freaking uh needle. Like he'll just lift it. It'll be like boom, boom, kick, boom, boom, Like he lifts it up and puts it right back with real time. How the hell does he do that? I there's a video on YouTube. If you look it up, he'll make it. Like he'll lift the like he just lifts it up perfectly at the same time. That's why whoever was videotaping was like, Jesus Christ, look at this guy. Q-tip was not human, dude. He's not a human being. But uh, yeah, he could do that. That's like a thing he knows how to do. Not many people can can do. Now, I have seen vinyl lovers that can look at a vinyl and tell you exactly what song they're looking at. Just by the grooves. That's savant-like, right? It's a, te- well, it was, so if there's a trick to it with classical music. It's fairly easy only because you can tell the gaps and then you can tell the lows are deeper and the highs are less of a scratch. And they could look at it and be like, oh, this is such and such as, symphony this and they'll just be able to do it now whereas pop music all the grooves are the same there's no like deeper or higher and so they're like dang i don't know what this one is it's really tricky with pop but classical there's a lot of people that can just look at a classical record and tell you exactly what classical song that is Hmm. you know you got me thinking about this shock absorption thing i might have to spend a little more than a little less because i don't know what it is about the people that live in my house but they close the door with superhuman strength Ooh, so no, I don't want to be listening to Steely Dan or something like that. Just grooving. You know what I mean? I see your picture and all of a sudden, hey, dad. Oh, fuck. You know, I that don't want would that. would be unfortunate, bro. Yeah, I don't want that. So I'm going to have to do something. Um, I don't. Or is it going to be the living room? I would imagine so. I don't know where else I would put it. We have a small house, Steve. You know this. No, I thought you were going to put it in your bedroom. No. No, I got too much in here any, anyway. I got a whole podcast set up and 
Do you really want a, re- a, a record player? I kind of do. And it's not just to be, it's not to be uh, trendy. Mm-hmm. It's because I miss going through all of the liner notes, which I know I could do on CDs as well. But there's just something about opening up a vinyl jacket, especially if it's like a double disc and you, you open it and you see the big centerfold picture in there. And then you, you pull out the sleeves and sometimes there's a, like, you know, pictures of the band recording or something like that. Some of this stuff doesn't pass on to CDs. And by the way, I don't buy CDs anymore. I'm usually just downloading music. And, and, and more importantly, I'm just using Apple Music. So I don't even own this shit. So it's kind of nice to have a little, little something I can call my own. That's a good thing, dude. I, I would say I still buy CDs. I do. Uh, you like CDs, Steve? Oh, boy. Almost got me. <laughs> Almost got me. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Go on. Well, I tell you, man. That was Welcome to Heroes close. of Noise, episode um, 142. <laughs> um, no, they don't have certain, certain songs they just don't have on Apple Music. They don't, they don't have Three Feet High and Rising. That's not on Apple Music. I noticed that. And so, yeah, because there's just too many samples. There's just way too many samples on that CD. So you really could not play it without, I mean, they're like, well, they won't allow us to have it on. So I have the CD of that. They have, uh, there's a bunch of like stuff I have, like Stevie Wonder, um, Journey Through the Secret Life of Plants concert. They don't have it on there. So there's a lot of stuff that I just have to have locally. Um, even though like you could download it onto your phone, but sometimes iTunes will take it off your phone because they know that it's not supposed to be there. That's invasion of privacy, Steve. I don't like that at all. Um, they, I mean, it's funny. I was thinking about, uh, remember when they were going to do that contact tracing? Well, they're still doing it where it's on your phone and you can opt in or opt out. Oh yes. I do remember that. And I was like, Oh, well, how do, how do I download it? And they're like, Oh, it's on your phone now. It's already so, there. It's already there. They're like, oh, so you can just put stuff on my phone if you want to. So how about this? Instead of asking me if I want to upgrade. No, no, no. I don't want them putting that on my phone. Because I heard that recent upgrade to uh, Big Sur was a beast, dude, on a MacBook. Well, it seems to me that the thing that you were doing is doing what a lot of, well, half the country did, actually, Stephen. You didn't read the agreement. Oh, no. You I just agreed. Did. That's true. Because I remember, remember when they put U2 on our iPod or our iTunes? Yeah, that was fucked up. That was crazy. <laughs> I felt, I felt kind of dirty. <laughs> that, there, was a, there was U2 and something else was on it. And I was like, How did this? what the hell is this? I remember that. And you like U2 too. That's funny. I like old U2 and mm. not love old U2. Give me Wait. some Sunday, bloody Sunday. What's that you know, I will follow. Stuff like that. What's I will follow? Well, like... You do you like Bono's voice? Like I said, I like older U two. Okay, all the way up to about. I know you don't know the album, but I would say Octung Baby is probably the last album. I remember I that. I remember that album. album. I'm that was the only says. album that I remember. That and Joshua Tree are the only two. Joshua albums Tree, yes, sir. Those are my two favorite U two albums. They're not really highly, you know. I don't have them in the Hall of Fame with the lights in in my house, so, and they're not hang, hanging on the wall with lights or anything like that. Well, the funny funny thing I just heard, uh, I'm reading this book by David Byrne, and uh, he was talking about his- Lead singer of Talking Heads. Our our listeners know that. Hey, I'm just, for the people that didn't. Um, Mind you, it's a misleading book, but it's really good. The title is not misleading, but what you think it's about is misleading. Anyway, um, so 
he talks about how he records vocals. He records vocals in the in the like uh production area with the speakers on. So if you isolate his vocals, you hear the music too. And he's like, it's probably not the best way to do it, but that's how I like doing it. I like to hear the the music with me as I don't want to, I don't want to be in the sound booth. And that's how he said Bono does that too. He doesn't record in soundproof. He records like with a mic while the speakers are on in the production room. He's hmm. like, and so if you isolate Bono's vocals, you're going to hear everything. I said, oh, I didn't know that. That sounds like some shit I would do. Yeah, you don't want to be, because they're like, they see, he said, when you have the earphones on or the 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 headphones on, that's not actually what you're, it's not what it's going to sound like. So you're reacting to what the ear, the the headphones are saying the music's going to sound like. He's like, if you have the speakers on, that's what it's going to sound like. And now you're singing along to what it's going to sound like. Erica Badu does it too. He's like, yeah, don't do it with the headphones. I like doing it. And if you mess up, oh, well, just re-record the vocals. But when are you going to ever isolate your vocals? You don't, it doesn't matter. So just sing with the music. I was like, oh, look at this guy. Hey, you know who's got some dope vocals? Steve. This guy named Steve Hudson that I know. Oh, I thought you were, I was, I totally was joking. Wow. Thank Uh, you. Don't you feel like an ass now? Kind of a little bit, a little bit, dude. You should a little bit because I was totally going for the compliment. You're like, no, I'm already here. I feel like a bit of an exit hatch friend. A little bit. You taking care of your exit hatch? Oh, I mean, hey, look, dude, you got to nowadays. We talked about my exit hatch on uh, Pop Culture Leftovers, in case you're interested. (laughs) For like 20 minutes. We talked, as Brian put it, we (laughs) spent five minutes talking about my asshole. So there you go. (laughs) That's (laughs) that's the, you know, like when you're driving into a a new city, it's like, welcome to whatever city. That's kind of like that point of the show. It was still, the thing is, I was, when you started talking about it, I said, oh, this is just going to be a normal show. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. This it's is nice. Totally normal. That's what, you uh, know, you should feel, com- whenever you're allowed to talk about your asshole on a show, you should feel really comfortable. If you don't, that's going to be weird. I remember there was a whole podcast. Remember that podcast called? Cornhole Cast? What was it? It was like duty calls, duty calls. <laughs> I should have listened to this. I feel like I would appreciate it. It's oh, it, they don't have any new episodes, but it's because but it's still on iTunes. And um, heard the whole podcast. About, it was shit. It was, that was just, oh, that's what it was. <laughs> it was people having accidents in their cars or having accidents at their boyfriend or girlfriend's house. Like the worst <laughs> accident you've ever had. And some of these stars, dude, have had rancid accidents. Have you ever had an accident? No. What do I look like? I don't believe you. I haven't. Seriously. Okay. Have you? No. (laughs) (laughs) I legit have it, G. Good. I'm glad. One day. I I, I mean, you come close when you're jogging, but. Oh, like those guys that run marathons and they're like, oh, what am I going to do? Guess I'm just doing it here. Dude, and I think that's your body going into shock, being like, what are we doing? No, that's just insanity for a sport. Stop and take a dump. It's okay if you get second place. If for real, dude. And, and you know what? Also, make sure you wear the nipple covers, like tape over your nipples, because it does bleed. Wait, 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 what? Like, you'll see pictures if you look up marathons, bleeding nipples, like guy, there's blood running down people. Why? From like the, the chafing. chafing from the shirt? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or just run without a shirt on? You can't in a marathon. Can you? I don't think you can. Why? Is that uh, deemed indecent or something? No, you need the number. 
Oh. So that they, yeah, you need the number. Because otherwise, you can cheat in a mug. Good Dip point. off a side road. <laughs> like, where did that dude go? Chafed nipples. I really didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, if you look that- it up, you'll see like blood spots on. They're like, wear tape over your nipples. Because if you're running a 15-mile marathon, well, yeah, that rubbing consistently is going to start bleeding. G, 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 G. I got to change the subject for a second. I have to do this without breaking any type of HIPAA violation, okay? Oh, but, boy. But, um, and I think I can do it just fine. Okay, let's see. <laughs> do you know, any of y'all out there, do you know what a teratoma is? I'm going to go ahead and just say press pause and pull it up. Steve, do you know? Um, I've heard the name because I watched House. So a teratoma is a benign, mostly benign tumor that people get. And you have heard of these before because they are the tumors that can develop hair and teeth and body organs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Scanned my first teratoma the other day. Oh, dude. I didn't get to see all the craziness, but. And it was like a small one, but then I I, it's been a while. I mean, I knew what the teratoma was, but I'd forgotten the name of it. So I go looking it up and uh, wow, there is some crazy shit going on in people's bodies, dude. Did you ever see the movie The Dark Half? No, I have not. Or read the book The Dark Half, Stephen no. King? No, no. Yeah, it's about this author and uh, he's, he's writing a book and then like all this crazy shit's going down. and But from this guy that looks just like him. And then it turns out, spoilers, that he had a teratoma. And it was his, his twin brother that was... Uh, obviously super undeveloped, but somehow stayed alive controlling his brain. Oh my God. You know where I heard teratoma from? What? Monsters inside me. Well, there you go. And, and trust me, if you look at some of these pictures, holy yeah. shit, they're not too far off from that. It's crazy. There was a, there was actually a story on uh, where a girl was, she started having glitches, like would pass out. Her arm would move by itself. Like she couldn't control her brain. They're like her, your brain for some reason is it was, something's wrong. Something's going on. They found out she had a teratoma and they're like, why would the teratoma make her brain go crazy? It turns out the teratoma started developing brain cells and her um, immune system started attacking those brain cells along with, they're like, well, if these are bad, all brain cells must be, and they started attacking her other brain cells. Oh Jesus. So she started getting like brain damage. Bingo. And they're like, the doctors are like, Oh, number one, that was the first time that I said, oh, doctors are freaking smart because I would have never put the two together. Like, oh, they're attacking these brain cells. And so since it looks the same, they're also attacking her brain cells. And once they took out the teratoma, she was fine. But she had uh, she all she had brain issues for the rest of her life. But she's like, at least it's gone. But yeah, it started developing brain cells and they knew that it was an invader. Attack those. And so they attacked all brain cells. That's wild. Interesting. You should start watching Monsters Inside Me, dog. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got enough shit going on in my head. I don't know if I need that. Dude, let me taste. Every time so- I get a rumbly in my tummy or something oh, like yes. that, thinking that I, uh, you know, one my girl, little brother's acting up. One girl died, and they found out when they checked her brain, she had had Parasite for 30 years, and it finally made it to her brain. 30 years from pork years ago. Cistern sarcosis. Is that what it's called? I believe it's called sister sarcosis. It's, it, it, a lot of people get it that are coming over from the. Uh, okay, let's talk about this for a second, Steve, because you you, you mentioned this. You, you tried to go someplace on the show, and I just want to make sure go. that I'm. Um, I still don't know if I'm going to get with this or not. But oh. if you're okay, let's say you are describing me to someone. Okay. okay, 
Mm-hmm. And you're like, hey, my friend Dan, you should meet him. And for some weird reason, they go, oh, what nationality is he? What do you say? Uh, I'd probably say Latino. You would say Latino. Okay, so now I just need to know. I, I have a I have a problem <laughs> with this Latinx thing. I, I just, uh, I don't, maybe it's because I don't know how to utilize it correctly. Mm-hmm. You, I was talking about uh, uh, food that's... <laughs> See, by the way, I shut you down. Wrong show. Wrong show, buddy. But I'm just saying, let's talk about it now. Because Latino food, is that what you go for? Man, I'm just, I could go for some Latino food right now. No, I would go, I say Mexican food because it's in like from Mexico. Okay, so we were talking about this guy. He's now bled into our show. I don't think he's ever going to be here. But just in case he is, we were talking about a guy named Alfredo Tostado. And I'd mentioned that it's a, we had talked about uh, with Brian that it, it, Sounds like an Italian Mexican cuisine. I didn't know if he was Mexican mm-hmm. or not. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't want to. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to label him that way. So I went with Hispanic, and you stopped me. And I'm curious <laughs> as to why, because you made it. You had the tone like I just called him a cunt. No, it, it was because you're like I liked. They said it sounds like he makes Hispanic food. I didn't know. What do you call it? It's Mexican food. But what if it's not Mexican food? What if you're eating food and it's from, say, Nicaragua, but you don't know that? You're like, I'm not entirely sure where this cuisine is coming from. I know that it is of Latin descent. I don't know. Maybe it's Spanish. I don't know where it's coming from. What do you call it? Mystery Nicaraguan food? Food. I'm just saying of, 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 I'm just no, saying. No, that's a good, I get what you're saying yeah. and I get what your brain was doing. Right, right. Um... I don't know what you would call Nicaraguan food. Probably Nicaraguan food. So I just kind of, but it wasn't, I don't know if he's from Nicaragua. I don't know where Alfredo Tostado's from. It's a fantastic name, by the way. I could say that name all day long. I would imagine, like, since the name, I would have gone, it would either be Mexican food or Italian food. I don't know why you went Hispanic. Because I didn't know. And I was in the, and also I had a few beers that I really wasn't planning on. Ah, there it is. I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying I was just talking off the cuff. It was just, I had never heard Hispanic food. Oh, Steve O got to put a a stopper right in the middle of my sentence. (laughs) Jesus Christ, that's so you. Hispanic food. So you. It's the funny, only you would I talked about my asshole for five minutes straight, but I say Hispanic food, you stop the show. That's funny. Because it's something I've never heard. I was like, now that's an interesting food. Be like, I think I'm, I'm in the mood for Hispanic food. Everyone would agree one second later than they normally would have agreed. They would have been like, yeah, yeah, that sounds. But their brain would have glitched for a second. Be like, oh, Hispanic food. I'm just saying that was my thought process. I don't know if this dude's Mexican. I just went with Hispanic, but but, but you uh, know he's not Nicaraguan. I don't. How do I know that, Steve? Oh, gee. Please enlighten me on how I know that Alfredo fucking Tostado is not from Nicaragua. Wait, is he a real person? Yes. What were we talking about again? It was he was he won a a movie on the show. He won a movie. Oh, wait a minute. Is that his real name or was it his screen name? Jesus Christ, Steve! It's his real name, Alfredo Tostado. Right. I thought it was his screen name. No, but isn't that a dope name? If you say no, you're a dick. I'm not gonna no. It's not. I just thought it's like it. That's a that's a hitman's name. Like that is a hitman name. Be like call Alfredo. Be like oh sniff boss. It seems that Alfredo Tostado has entered the Jersey border and is taking out the entire family systematically. What do we do? Send in burrito enchilada. 
Yeah, that went nowhere. Sorry, Steve. I was just trying something. I was spitballing. It didn't work. You know what's funny? When you did that, um, and I don't I know was, why I put echo on it too. Like, are they in a dungeon somewhere? Uh, that was like, is, I, I imagined you thought that they were in an, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 like an after hour car repair place, and you had it was like it was wide. Open. I was like, maybe he's thinking that. Let's go in here and see what's going on. Open up the door for me, Frankie. Hey, this is a big room. See, that's what I thought you were okay. Going for. Okay. All right. See, I don't know why I went with the echo. I just did. It was a waste of time, and I apologize for everything. Will you st- why do you always apologize for your jokes? I don't know. We've got new listeners, I think. I'm hoping. Oh, welcome. Well, now you have to give the contact information. I already fucking welcomed them, Steve. Where were you? Hey, listen. I was here. You were here it, talking it, smack on Alfredo Tostado. That's where you were. Jesus, dude. I, I don't think I've ever heard that name so many times in one time. It, I could say it all day long. I don't think he even listens to the show. But if you're listening, Alfredo, what's up? I'm digging your name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call it like I see it. That's a damn good name. I wish I had it. What's your name? Dan Ramirez. Oh, really? What's yours? It's Alfredo Tostado. That's There's so much name. more to talk about right there. No, Dan Ramirez is a good name. Eh, it's, it's okay. Kind of vanilla. What? Yeah. It's just a name. Alfredo Tostado has balls, and it sounds almost tasty if you think about it. Daniel Ramirez is boring? It's just a name is all I'm saying. There's nothing flashy about it. And then you put the Yule on at the end, Daniel Ramirez. Now I just sound like, uh, hi, I'm here to collect my free movie tickets. I don't know. It's just, it's just a very boring name. Well, if you decide to take up stage acting, we can call you Daniel Brunner. We could. Why? Are you making fun of me because I'm bald, Steve? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's touchy today, ladies and gentlemen. If ha- You know, I'm just getting over this thing. I don't feel well. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying Jesus Christ. <laughs> what you're judging me steve you know see this is a new year and you're already all judgy i, I could pretty much be like i'm pretty sure if i asked you any random day but like did you puke this week i'd be 78 percent on the no top. it goes in spurts <laughs> there it is they, literally i don't spurt when i puke steve first of all there's probably at least 15 minutes of dry heaving involved Jesus, which damn. my wife will attest to Oh, are you a loud, like, like one of those loud drivers? Uh, well, let's see. Hey, Gail. Hey, Gail. Hey, Gail. Get your <laughs> ass over here for a second. Can I ask you a question? So Steve wants to know. Hold on. Let me just do this one. The, thing the listeners. Right, listeners. The listeners want to know. Am I a loud puker? Yeah. <laughs> the grossest puker there is. That is so funny. Are you going to try and do it? Oh, come on. Oh, this is fucked up, but I'm going to allow this. I'm going to allow it. <laughs> like I'm just selling Buicks. It was it was almost like she put repeats. She's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I'm agreeing to something. Am I sick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bad, man. That is hilarious, dude. Yeah, it's pretty nasty. You don't want to be around me when I'm puking. Now, it's different, though, if I actually have something to come out. Because then the, the void is filled, and there's no hoodat. The hoodat comes from just nothing. You know what I'm saying? That is in, I, I, I think the last time I puked was when I was 21. Really? Yeah. I, it's weird. Yeah. I, I mean, if you compare my GI system to your GI system, completely two different systems, because I've probably puked. I've lapsed you thousands of times. I, but it's Let's it's say normal for me. It's normal for you. Like, I remember one time you were like, I feel good today. I had a rough morning. I was like, what happened? I puked. I'm like, there is no I feel better today. My whole day would be shot after that. But you were like, I feel better now. Well, 
if we're going to get into details as to why, which I'm not really going to, I'll just say this. A lot of it is stress induced a lot of the time. You know? Hmm. Stress induced. Hmm. But I'm not stressed out anymore. This just happened. Like I, I uh, did a few dry heaves just because of uh, feeling kind of gross. Post virus hmm. antidote. Vaccine, if you will. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But it's, I'm getting better. Just so you know. Let's stop talking about my puke, Steve. Want to talk about something else? Okay. Okay. All right. Great. How about I just do some contact information or something? Let's like do it. That? All right. Let's do it. Hey, welcome to Here's of Noise, episode 142. My name is Dan Ramirez at your service, and this is happy January 14th, 2021. By the way, it's my mother-in-law's birthday. I should probably give her a call. However, I digress. If you want to get a hold of the show, hit us up at Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, you can hit us up at Heroes of Noise. You can reach me, your buddy Dan, at Dan Q Public, and my friend Steve at SE underscore Hudson Music. I will cut to the chase and let you know that if you just want to just do it all in one stop, go to www.heroesofnoise.com and check out the new digs we have. It's a nice little, nice little website that I put together. You know what I mean? It only took me like a fucking month and then I scrapped it and then I just went with something that was like a plug and play and I like it a lot and I'm happy now. So check it out. Leave us a voicemail. You can go there. You click the button in the corner and you say hi to your friends Dan and Steve. What do you think about that? You know what else you can do? You can actually go and subscribe to the shows, ladies and gentlemen. Stitcher, Google Play, I think it's Google Podcast now. I should probably change my notes. iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, all that stuff. It's all there for you, okay? I wouldn't lie to you. I wouldn't bullshit you. I would not shit my favorite turd. I'm going to go ahead and go back now, and I'm going to turn this over. Oh, you know what? One more thing. Go to Facebook, okay? I know. I know Facebook. I know. And one day, when they actually get their shit together and do something else, maybe we'll go there. But for now, join us, please. I implore you. At the Heroes of Noise podcast community, all right? Two pages. You got the Heroes of Noise podcast page. That's the the one that everyone goes to. But if you want to be with the cool kids, go to Heroes of Noise podcast community. How? You know what? You'll figure it out. You're smart. This is the digital age. You know what I'm saying? Let's turn it back to one Steve Hudson. Steve... So, Dan, this has been a week of interesting news, but especially interesting entertainment news, Dan. Oh, we got news, Steve. Does that mean I got to queue up my my uh, other sound effects? Yes. God damn it. You know what? You're keeping me on my toes today, sir. Much like point shoes. I mean, or you can give me 20 minutes to talk about the political news. I could do that while you're doing this. You know? No. If, if there ever was a time to do that in this show, it would probably be this one, but we'll, we'll, you guys know what's going on. It's it's a hot button. I like that. I haven't I've never used a hot button issue before. Oh, hot button. You don't say that. <laughs> I've never done that before. <laughs> if someone says something kind of kind of touchy, you don't you don't ever just go, "Oh, hot button." No, like I like how the news would be like, "There's a hot button issue of whether black people should exist or not." I'm like, "That's not a hot button issue. It's it's we should." <laughs> <laughs> Which what TV are you watching? <laughs> Coming up at 11, a black people useless. We'll talk about it. See you later. I mean, my, what are you watching? My TV's stuck on Fox News. Maybe on Fox News, you're it. watching that. Uh, what's that other one? <laughs> OAN? That's what you're watching now. Huh? Oh, they call it OWN. I didn't know that. Welcome to Black People State. Or, I mean, uh, OAN. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one American News, Steve. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, we know what one American they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Only the ones that won't eat Hispanic food. Okay. Now, see, you're just being mean. <laughs> you're just dragging old shit up. Oh, you, but go ahead and keep doing it, though, because for some reason I've lost my little sound. Oh, don't trip, dude. It's never Mexican food again. Ever, dude. You're just going to order Hispanic food now? Only whenever you're around, 
it's going to be Hispanic food. Okay, that sounds good. If that's what you want to do, just to be just to be Steve about everything, then go ahead and order your Hispanic food. And I hope that when you do, you get a, a vision of me just rolling my eyes at you every single time you say it. I was just talking off the cuff, and I'm a little offended that you're continuing to bring this up. Oh, dude, you know what one of my favorite songs is? What's that? African American Magic Woman. So good. How about Sexy Latinx Made by Red Hot Chili Peppers? I would have gone Hispanic Made. Hey, by the way, uh, uh, Black Magic Woman, Steve, uh-huh. do you think she's a woman that does black magic or is she a black woman that does magic? I thought you were going to go, is she a black woman that is magic? Black Magic Woman. That's literally what I just said. That's not what you said at I all. I just actually. said. A black she, woman that does magic. Y- yeah. No, I'm talking about she's a black woman who is magic. A black magic woman. You do magic. You are magic. God damn it. Why do you have to be such a word Nazi? There's enough Nazis Jesus, in the world right now. Easy, Steve. easy. I'm just saying. Jesus. Hispanic food and, and uh, does versus is. Hey, is it Nazi or Nazi? Oh, fuck. I don't know, Steve. I'm sure you'll figure it out, though. I'm going to try to because I hey, remember, remember when you ways. said cunt. cunt. Remember that? <laughs> I didn't say that, by the way. <laughs> You're so People. lucky that I cut it off like uh, just a nanosecond too soon. I cannot find my music. Oh, we've been waiting for music this whole time? <laughs> I guess I could just put it in. <laughs> yeah, you can. Well, <laughs> hey, I like to do a good show, Steve. I like a good production. We've got people Holy listening right now. And, and if that's not great timing, it really is great timing. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Noise News. Greetings, boys and girls, Hispanics and Latinxes, and uh, everybody else. Uh, Alfredo Tostado, welcome to Noise News. I've got stuff to talk about today, Steve. It, you know, and I think I want to. I want to go ahead and start this off with probably my favorite story of the bunch. Okay. Um, I think you'll relate to this. I think you'll have some things to say about it, and quite honestly, you might have more to say about it than I do. But uh, let's talk about your good friend Army Hammer for a second. <laughs> can we do that? Like yes, now, now, where do we start? Uh, tell you what. Let's go back just a just a few days. I'm going to go ahead and pull up an article here okay. because quite honestly, mm-hmm. I may say some things that are inaccurate and I, because I'm just reading off of this and, you know, the media can be wrong sometimes. So I would like you to correct me on anything that I say that is incorrect. I know that's not your style to do that. Steve. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I know I you don't like correcting me, but but if you could, I'd appreciate it. We're both in the like we're both learning about this. Then should we just time. figure this out together? Let's make yes. this a learning learning thing. Yes. All right. So I guess I should probably go. Let's start with the president and then I'll work my way back because what recently happened is, and this is all coming off of variety.com. I'll just read the heading here as long as my fancy internet kicks in. All right, here we go. Army Hammer's shotgun wedding role to be recast amid social media scandal. What is this scandal, you ask? Well, now we can go ahead and go back to it because, wow, I'm not entirely sure what happens when celebrities, celebrities is the right word these days, right, Steve? I'm not saying something incorrectly. Absolutely. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, celebrities... They, they tend to um, get too comfortable, maybe, or, 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 or I don't know. Um, power. Power, perhaps. But this is another article. I'm reading this one. I, and honestly, Steve and I, prior to the show, tried to find something so we could talk about this. This is just something that I pulled up of. This is, I'm com- I'll go ahead and give credit. Daily Mail. Oh, fuck. It's the Daily Mail, bro. I don't know if, I, if this is uh, legit. Daily Mail is that. Like they do put up real stuff, but they can definitely go the way of National Enquirer. Shall we try it? 
We should okay. I'll, while you're trying it, I'll also look at because Variety has some. Yeah, I'm thinking. Well, go ahead. You go ahead and go. I would trust Variety more, but I'm going to go ahead and go with this because I think that the the uh, the skeletal frame is there. Yes, do that. Do there that. might be some falsities in there somewhere, but I think the skeleton's fine. So this dates back from the 12th. Okay, so just okay. a couple of days ago, and I'm sure there's a a better story out there, but it seems that your buddy Army Hammer wanted to cut off his girlfriend's toe or at least told her this, and keep it in his pocket and make her his property until she died. Uh, these are leaked Instagram messages that popped up. I'm not entirely sure where. Maybe we can find this out together. But they uh, talk about rape and cannibalism. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I know at one point he did say that he is 100% cannibal. These messages, by the way, that were sent between October 2016 and February of 2020. So, unless he had... That's a long time if you think about that, Steve. It's all, what do you say? This a over three years, right? A little, almost four. I know I'm doing math. I had to take my socks off to do that. But it seems to me that he's been fairly consistent about this. Yes. So being that they stopped getting, or at least the, uh, let's just say transmission ended February 2020, doesn't mean that all of a sudden he just reformed and he's not thinking this stuff anymore. At least that's my interpretation of what's going on. Well, the thing is, I, I, I think it's the reaction. There was some stuff happening where, they don't like uh i guess he used his power um to get certain favors from women that's the accusation are you talking about the sex yes okay and i'm wondering <laughs> like his ex said that you know she he told her that she wanted to barbecue and eat he wanted to barbecue and eat her and he said, I'm 100% cannibal, like you said. Um, he, uh, In your opinion, Dan, would, do you think this crosses the line from just kink? Or do you think this is just kinky? Well, I'll be honest with you. I'm not one to kink shame, man. So what I'm reading here just sounds like it could be his, his interpretation of kink, his interpretation of dirty talk, I guess. But at the same time, it's very uh, the the um, the possessiveness is there. And maybe that's I mean, listen, I'm not trying to sound like a dumbass. OK, but people are into getting choked or whatever. They like their their, uh, you know, I don't know why, but people are into their rape fantasies and things like that. So you have to take that into consideration that this could have been something that. See, I don't know where these came from. So I don't know if this is the person, the recipient of these messages that have said, hey, you know what? Enough's enough. I'm going to go ahead and put these out and just put them on blast. Or if this is just something that the internet has a way of finding and popping up and putting on display. So like I'm looking at some of the messages here that he put. And by the way, I just want to say the authenticity of these screenshots have not been verified. So this is just, uh, we're, we're doing this for whimsies. We're not bashing Army Hammer. We're just talking about something that's going on. Okay. I don't par- I don't personally care for him, but it's not because uh, of this. I just, I think he's just, uh, he's just okay. Steve loves him. But this oh, is wow. what. These are some of the messages uh, that I'm seeing right here. So at one point he said, you just live to obey and be my slave. I don't like the sound of that at all. Well, I mean, hey, you already know your boy. Right. I, I thought you'd have some feelings about that one. I don't like that at all. And then he says, I will own you, which is kind of the same thing. Right? Yeah. Yes. And and also, you know, like his ex would say that he he starts out being this wonderful dude and then he grooms you into what he wants you to be. Yeah. That's not an unfamiliar story. <laughs> and I'm like. Oh, he's one of the, and we all have heard that guy. 
where he's like, and then they're like, he grooms. He started you off so nice. Yes, and he slowly grooms you into you know that she says she can he controlled her mentally, physically, and emo- and uh, financially and emotionally. And I was like, yeah, that's traumatizing, especially when these are the sort of messages you can get. Right. That is traumatizing. Shall we move along with some of the other things that he said? Yep. All right. So then he said, that's my soul. Eh, that I one. What that means. I think that's just right in the middle of something. And it's, it's there and it's, okay. it is what it is. I, w- I don't feel any kind of a, any trigger on that one, personally. Neither do I. Then he goes, oh, but I'm not. So basically he says, that's my soul. But then he continued, that's my soul, comma, my brain, comma, my spirit, comma, my body, period. Would you come and be my property till you die? Holy crap, dude. If I wanted to cut off one of your toes and keep it with me in my pocket, so I always had a piece of you in my possession. That's a question, by the way. I don't I don't know why. That's a question. Sounds like he's sure of himself and he's just letting her know. This is a six foot five individual, by the way. Yeah, he's not a small guy. If he <laughs> wanted to cut my toe off and keep it, he probably could, that son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. I, I could. don't know why he would. I mean, he'd be leaving with. I mean, look, the, it's worrying. Steve, Army Hammer or a kangaroo? A G, I would take Army Hammer. Though. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about, G? He's the Lone Ranger, Steve. I don't know. You know I ain't tripping on that dude. I don't know, man. Oh, Herb. <laughs> All right, you know what? I'm gonna let you win on this one. Here, he is threatening women to cut off their toes. He, it's scary. Like it gets to the point where it's just like, if okay, if you were her friend, what would you be saying? Be like, is he hung? Is it worth it? Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I would be like, a good looking guy. Does he, is he packing? I would be like, you, you, do you, you still have your toes? Cause if she ends up being killed, they'd look back at these messages and be like, why didn't she leave? That's what they would try to do. Well, look, he's crazy. Obviously I'm like, yeah, but does she have a circle of friends that are telling her, Hey, get out of here. Go. Oh, here's some more as stuff. far as ways you can. Here's some more stuff Uh-oh. here. I just, okay. So this is a continuation. So he says all these things where I want to possess you and cut your toes off. And then he goes, Eh, but I want to talk. <laughs> he says, I feel like the same. I feel like the same way you are on one side of the slave spectrum. I am on the other side of the master spectrum. And I can't ever imagine another slave. Steve, there's a little note that's put in here that he didn't do, but it says literally had multiple slaves when he said this lie. So now I don't know where this is coming from. I, I don't know where this is coming from, but now it's up for grabs that possibly he's had, he has multiple slaves. Does he have multiple toes in his pocket? Dude, if there's something. Okay, mind you, I'm not a kink shamer. So if, but this is getting to a point of like, okay, what's going on here? What's happening? Personally, I think it is only offensive if this is going to the person and they're not feeling it. If it's an uninvited thing. And I know that's a sensitive thing to say. But again, if we're not kink shaming, we can't. If whatever goes out of someone's mouth, if, if it's going into the ears of another person that is digging it. Then I think that it, we fall into the kink shaming thing. It's fucking weird. In my opinion, you know what I mean? Still, like, is that kink shaming too? I don't know. But these are out in public now. And apparently this person didn't want this. That, did not want this. Yeah, that's, that's what, I was, what I'm like, saying. It seems to be yeah. an uninvited thing, which is what brings us to the dailymail.co.co.uk. But then he goes, uh, but he says, he says, I can't ever imagine having another slave. I don't even want one. I would never feel as strongly. And then it says, fuck, too drunk and honest. He says, you are mine and I am yours. And no matter what happens, and we've tested that to the extremes. Hmm. I don't, I, I, oh, here we go. A little bit more. 
I am 100% accountable. I want to eat you. Fuck, that's scary to admit. Because I've never admitted that before. What? Now, cannibalism, (laughs) I think that it's safe to say that we could say that cannibalism shaming is not the same as kink shaming, right? Unless, of course, this person wants to be physically eaten. And you know what I mean when I'm saying that? You perverted sons of bitches. I, 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 it does it. Okay. I don't, like, there is something to this situation. Because I also read something where he's like, they, I read that he liked the feeling of having skin between his teeth. That's not bad by itself, no. but when you combine it with the I am 100% right. cannibal, I'm like... I think we've all had a little skin between our teeth, right? Hey! <laughs> yeah, eh, exactly. <laughs> Steve's a party. But, okay, so... This, this is everything that we have so far. I don't right. really... I'm looking around. I don't see anything else. Okay. Um, wow, what a pretty woman. Elizabeth Chambers, apparently. Yes. What a, what a stunning X, woman. right? Yes, 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 uh-huh. yes. Matter of fact, it says uh, they were still married at the time the alleged messages from Hammer were apparently sent. Oh, so he was sending this to another woman. Which is normal in that field. But it's just the weirdness that he's sending. Now, he says here, Army, this is a very long article. It just, I keep thinking that it's over and then like an ad will pop up and then I move along. It says Army Hammer says graphic DMs were part of his kink based relationship. Okay. So. You know, anything's possible. I guess the message of today would be that with today's climate, is Army Hammer going to get canceled? No. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think that there's no. much worse out there that it could have been done. Um, no, I don't think. I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve to no, be. No, 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 no. I hear yeah. you. But these are these are crazy words. I guess if we're going to just say, if, we're putting, if you're putting out crazy words and it gets out onto Twitter, crazy words, crazy sentences, crazy thoughts, whatever you want to call it, then there are a lot of other people out there that probably should be looked into. And I don't know if this is some, I, I don't know. I get, granted, we're sort of figuring out this story as we're talking. But um, I, I don't know. I don't know. He, he has made it a point. We'll just go back to the present now. He's made it a point to go ahead and drop out of this movie. And Jennifer Lopez, do you think she had anything to do with it? Or do you think this is something where it's like, you know what? It's a really bad climate to be in right now with anything social media driven. And maybe I'll just, I, I have money. I made, I've made movies. I can step away from this one, maybe bounce back in a year, end of the year. Do you think that's what's going on? Or do you think Jennifer Lopez was like, nah, son, this dude's weird. No, I, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if it's JLo because I know if I was Alex Rodriguez, I wouldn't like my woman being around a dude that your woman said Steve? these things. You wouldn't oh, yeah. like your woman being around somebody. Yeah. An interesting choice of words, Steve. What would I say? I don't know. Maybe your significant other. I mean, if we're going to start breaking down words, you just said it in a very She's possessive. My woman. Is she your woman? Is she your female, Steve? Just like if 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 she said, "That's my man." Yes, mm-hmm. I am. Okay. You dang Skippy. Okay. Right. <laughs> I, 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 I right? would, Did I put the tongue like, in the right place? Like, okay. If someone was like, "Hey, is that your man?" and she's like, "That's my significant other," I would feel a little offended. I'd be like, "Why did you still switch? Why, what was the point of that?" It would be in the back of my head, like, I wonder if she wanted to make a point of saying, I mean, man. <laughs> Just asking, Steve. That's all. But uh, yeah, if, if I was like, I don't want her in that. I mean, you're I a woman just, is what you're saying. Yes. Mm. I wouldn't want her in the vicinity of yes. this guy. Right. Now, it might be Jennifer Lopez is like, I'm doing it on my own. I'm saying no. But for, for me to believe that he walked away on his own. 
So are you saying that JLo's significant other, her man, if you will, put his foot down, so to speak, and said, you can't do this? Oh, JLo's not going to listen to him. Okay. I was, but I trying, know to, I was I trying to would, trap you into something. You're fine. I'm just fucking with you. Oh, no, no. I'm saying he was, she's not going to, if anything, he's going to be like, I don't like it. And that might have been the thing that's just like, yeah, that's, he, he needs to go. But for me to believe that he walked by himself is a lot. Like to walk away and not know if it's going to be dry. Like if you said, I don't know if this story is even going to be anything, but I'm going to walk away anyway. No, 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 no. I, I think for sure either the production and company had something to do with it, something. Because to walk away from that, to be like, I would not be away from my family in this crazy time of these DM. No, 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 no. Something happened. Um, again, people are going to work with them still. So, you know. But I'm, this is a situation of, I would not be surprised if JLo was like, oh, we could just find another person. Yeah. It's not I mean, like you, you got someone that's like irreplaceable. No, she'll be like, we could just find another person to do this part. Yeah. She's like, besides, it's fucking Army Hammer. Let's get a real actor. Well, no, not this Vaughn. I mean, get someone that could, like, is an actor, actor. Yeah. Un- unlike Army Hammer. You know what's funny? <laughs> Do you not like Army Hammer? I'm I'm just giving you shit. He's not my favorite, but uh, I know he's not my a, favorite a, either. I've liked. Oh, him I was always movie. under the. That's why I'm going hard on you. I was always under the impression that he was like one of your favorites. You, you talk oh, about him no, quite a bit. no. I think I think he was good in Man from Uncle. It's like him that, and then Taylor it. Kitsch with you. Taylor Kitsch is good, but he's. he's, he's I mean, he's, I wouldn't I put. I wouldn't put Army Hammer in Taylor Kitsch's. Because I mean, Army Hammer is just. He, like I said, the best work he did was Man from Uncle. He did a Russian accent that sounded. Then again, I'm not good at accents, but I was like, hey, I'm impressed. What are your thoughts on Arm and Hammer, the cleaning product? I've never used and it. And baking soda. Never used it. I use it quite a bit, Steve, and I just want to let you guys know that if you take a small box of Arm and Hammer and you just open it up and you put it in your refrigerator, it's going to go ahead and suck in all that smell. You know the smell sometimes you open up the refrigerator, like, what the hell? Takes that away. You're welcome. We're learning things on the show today. <laughs> hey, Steve, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and switch gears because that's a story enough in itself. And we do have a couple of things that we're going to talk about. So being that this might be just a tiny bit of a shorter show, going to go ahead and put the blame on you about that. But I've been there myself. This one on you, but I've been there myself. Let's go ahead and get out of the news and go into what we were, what we came to do today. Is that fair enough? Let's do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Noise News. Hey, Steve. Yo. What you been watching, man? I watched a movie that you referred me to. <gasps> you did? Which one is that? I have no idea. Black <laughs> does that, Bear. Does that, sound, does that sound believable? It didn't sound believable. It did not at all. That's Dan, let me tell you the story about Black Bear, ladies and gentlemen. Dan texted me and was like, listen, Steve. I know you don't think Aubrey Plaza is the best actress. But she puts on a clinic. The likes of which I've never seen in my whole life. Okay, this is life. just straight exaggeration. Can I tell my story? Can I tell my story? Sure. It's false, but go for it. And he was like, have you seen any movies this year? I said, yeah. And he said, no, you haven't. <laughs> you have not seen any movies until you've seen Black Bear. And I was like, okay, you know what? Then I need to see this Black Bear. And Dan was like, yes, you do. And I need yes, you to you, say it there's... again. Say it Seriously. to me so I know you're telling the truth. 
And I was like, I promise I'll watch Black Bear. He's a play. And he was like texting me every 10 minutes. Like, are you watching it yet? Have you, you started it yet? yet? Are you watching? Yes. Yeah. Sounds like over me. And, so finally. Classic Dan. I watch it to see what this revolutionary mind blowing <laughs> movie is. And uh-huh. if this woman is putting on a clinic, the lights of Meryl Streep or beyond. Mm-hmm. That I've which never which seen were before. my exact words, by the way, right? Pretty much. Yeah, I thought so. And uh, so, yeah, I watched that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's start <laughs> off. Let's let's do this a uh, little more movie podcast style, Steve. Okay. So don't don't lead into anything yet. I just want to know your rating. I'm going to give this. uh uh, two out of five drunken rants. Okay. All right. I like that. Please proceed. So, um, as you know, oddly enough, um, I, I, I don't like movies that really make no sense to me. Mm-hmm. Some people love that. That's just like, Ooh, you like how they messed around with the, 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 um, story and the, they want they want to spend time talking about it on the internet and such. Yes. Figuring it out like tenant. And, and that's fantastic. That's dope that you can do that. Mm-hmm. Me, I watched the first part of this movie and I'm just like, "Oh, that's interesting." And then something happens immediately and I'm just like, it felt like I went to the bathroom and came back in a whole different movie. Right? Come on. That movie, there are parts of that movie I would love to have watched from the beginning. Because I like the dynamics in that movie, and it's kind of a movie behind a movie. And I was like, oh, this is fun. But then it gets weird, and it's very like David Lynch, and I didn't like Twin Peaks. I hate David Lynch. I don't hate him. That's harsh, but I'm not a fan. And so this reminded me of that. And I was like, I don't need, and even the title, dude, how they worked in the title, I'm like, I'm, I'm so I'm so done with this freaking movie, dude. And I, okay, now, Aubrey Plaza. This is actually the reason why I watched it, because um, I just think she's kind of one note. Here's what I will say. If um, if I had never seen her before and I saw this performance, I'd be like, oh, good job. Totally good job. Um, I think she did a fine job, because I'm basing it off of how I used to just think she was dry. But if a normal everyday person did this performance, I would be like exactly the same. I was like, there's no difference for a newcomer putting on this performance than a person who's actually been acting for a while. Dude, I'm like, you should have, you should have had me enraptured with this. This should have been like, oh my gosh, there's another movie we both watched where that person had me like, this is an acting clinic. She's doing a without all the ranting and raving, she's still putting on this acting clinic real quick to be like, oh, this is how you do subtle things. There was no subtlety to her performance for me. It was just like, hey, you're sad. Okay, well, then I'm really sad. Like, you're mad. Okay, then I'm really mad. I'm like, okay, we got it. We got you. And so, yeah, I just, when the movie went off and the way it ended, I was so upset. I was so like, oh, are you kidding me? But when I thought about it, I'm like, at least there was a piece in the middle that I really enjoyed how watching the different uh, people behind the scenes, how they interacted with each other. I loved, I could watch a movie on that because they were all amazing. I was like, this is so fun. And then it becomes itself. And so, yeah, I wasn't really into it. What about you? We'll backtrack just for a second, Steve, so I can at least give the premise of the story if there is a premise there. A filmmaker at a creative impasse 
seeks solace from her tumultuous past at a rural retreat, only to find that the woods summon her inner demons in intense and surprising ways. This movie is directed by Lawrence Michael Levine, written by Lawrence Michael Re- <clears throat> excuse me, Levine, and stars Aubrey Plaza, Christopher Abbott, and Sarah G- Gadon, I believe it is. Gaden? I think it's Sarah Gaden. I'm going with that. If Steve... Uh, Any relationship this, to Ninja Gaden? Maybe. I was going to say, if I said it wrong, you would definitely correct me on that. But um, right. I think I did okay. You can. This is a uh, pay-per-view movie. You can watch it on prime you can get it for like six bucks something like that anywhere you can stream movies right now and just as a side note one of the reasons that i wanted to watch this movie had a little bit of a personal reason for it steve there is an old friend of ours from back in the day like back before gail and i were married in fact uh gail's old roommate who i used to stay with when we were just starting to see each other her name is tracy dishman and she's the production designer of this movie so I wanted to see what kind of chops she had as far as production design goes and as far as that goes i think she killed it let's talk she about the movie it. I yes, think she did. She killed. I think she did. A fantastic That's what I job. liked about it. That was the thing I liked. Anyway, go on. She's a good person, man. And I just think uh, I wish her nothing but success. And I just think it's kind of cool that one of my friends did a movie like this. But let's Absolutely. talk about the movie itself. OK, so unlike you, I'm a fan of Aubrey Plaza. Uh, I know she's kind of one note. I do have to say that I kind of got a thing for her. It's the eyes. I could sit here and have her give me that dirty look that Aubrey Plaza makes. You know, the look I'm talking about, right? Mm hmm. I could have her look at me like that for 24 hours straight and I would be cool with it and go, give me a little bit more. Okay. So that's okay. how I feel about Aubrey Plaza. Now, you know, we, we have the April Ludgates from Parks and Rec. That kind of a role is usually what I see her in, although she's been in other movies and she's always got a, as Steve puts it, kind of a one note situation going on. When, it, when you're in an Aubrey Plaza movie, you do see her doing an Aubrey Plaza thing, which makes sense. You know why, Steve? Because she's Aubrey Plaza. But in this one, I feel like she did you know, reach out a little bit and, and kind of, or maybe reach in and do a little bit more because I've never seen her doing this. Now you'd mentioned in a joking fashion that I said that she was given an acting workshop. That's not the case. Okay. I'm going to be real with you, but I do think she, that she did a good job. It was the story itself. Actually, everyone in this movie does a great job, uh, particularly Sarah Gaydon, who in the first act, there is a scene that involves a jealous wife and then a movie well, we're talking, we're talking about uh, an actress and writer, Aubrey Plaza's character, Allison. And then, of course, Gabe, played by Christopher Abbott, sitting at a table. And it is one of the most uncomfortable scenes that I've seen in a movie for a long time. Because I know that if I was, it's like, it's like, have you ever been on a road trip with your friends? And maybe you're not that close with them. But then, and this has happened to me a couple times, literally a couple times, because that shit, you got to shut it down right afterwards. But where they start fighting and there's like, you're like in the middle of this fight and it's just uh, it's super uncomfortable, maybe because I have been in a situation like that, not literally like that, but similar to that in a car, in a small space. It triggered something to me where I'm like, this is super uncomfortable. So the fact that they did that and they did it as well as they did in this first act, I think they nailed it, particularly Sarah Gaydon's character, who was the jealous wife, the jealous pregnant hormonal wife. I thought she did a fantastic job. I believe one of her insults to I'm not going to really get into the story of it too much, but I believe one of her insults was that uh, her. her uh, oh, God, what was it? You know what? I'm not going to say it because it's pretty gross. You'll know what I'm talking about has to do with vagina and spiders. And I'm going to leave it at that. Then this movie goes into the second act. And I'm like, because I'm I'm already kind of grooving with it. I'm thinking, okay, well, they just had this big, crazy night. What's going to happen the next day? And then we come to find out that it's a different scenario. Same characters, literally same characters played by the same actors, but sort of reversed. And um, again, if you're interested in this movie, for for time's sake, we're not going to really break this one down too much. That... I'm assuming is your favorite part of the movie was the second act, right? 
uh actually not ju- not the second yeah like the the um the whole i would even say the whole only the background actors watching okay. them go together there's a coffee scene that those two minutes just made me laugh so hard and it's it's a goofy like abbott and costello sort of thing but it made me super laugh. It's like, that is so funny. Yeah. It's filmed in a cabin and it's kind of, there's certain parts that are like a one shot thing where they're walking mm-hmm. through and they're seeing all the movie crew. And, uh, uh, by the way, Steve, you know, the lady that was having the trouble with the bathroom in the, that the made me conference? laugh so hard, dude. That was funny, but that shit got real with me on Monday. Cause that was me on a, excuse the me. Tuesday. You know, it's come to think of it. You're, you're totally, and it, the weird thing is it was unnecessary, but it was there because this is the reality of workers. Yeah, it's just a little, it was just a little you, accent of what was going on. And there something. was a part where she's like, I think it was this. And the guy was like, I ate the same thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> 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 I thought it was so, because that's what, that's exactly what people say. They're like, I ate that and I'm fine. And I thought that was so funny. I was like, this is what this movie should be. And then they're like, anyway, back to the unimportant stuff. That's not even fun. And they go. And I'm like, dang on it. Anyway, what do you so, do? I'll close off by saying that the third scene is where I thought the third uh, act rather is where I thought that Aubrey Plaza did her best acting that I've seen her do. And it has a lot to do with just like a mental breakdown, being drunk, um, crying hysterically. And, you know, for what it's worth, I, I do. I think she did a fantastic job. I liked this movie, but I did not appreciate the fact that I had to. Because at the end, it, it does something where. You see her character, Allison, sitting at a window writing. So it gave me the impression that these three acts are her just basically brainstorming at the window. I don't know if that's how this is supposed to work, if we're supposed to know what's going on. I don't know if that's what you got out of it. But the fact that I had to think that hard about the movie kind of set me off a little bit. Not set me off, but just put me off like, eh, yes, you know, I get it. And I do mean everything I said about Aubrey Plaza and as well as the other actors. I think everyone did a great job, but it was just this weird nonlinear story that maybe I'm not smart enough to understand. So that to me was like the worst part of the movie was just getting to the end and going, okay, well, I think I know what's going on, but I didn't really want to have to do the work. I was just kind of planning on watching this one. I know a lot of people that have talked about this movie are raving about it. I've had some conversations with people in private that are raving about this movie. Um, they also have that love for Aubrey Plaza. But for me, I did think this was a good movie. I don't think it was a great movie. I think that the best part of it was probably the acting and not the story. So I'm with you. I'll go just a little bit higher and I will say I'll give it a two and a half out of five drunken tamper tantrums. That was good. Yeah. What's that's next? about it. So I, and I will say that, uh, you know, if you like watching new movies and things like that, don't let us, push you off from this one like check it out and see you know make the make the call for yourself if you're an Aubrey Plaza fan I think you will be pleased with her acting in this one and I'm going to go ahead and leave it at that we can move along now sir this is where you say okay Steve or something to that oh no I said what's next okay you didn't say it if you did you got to get on the microphone I did because that and then you were just like so I'll say this and I was like oh he didn't oh he doesn't want to do what's next (laughs) Got that dynamic microphone, sir. Remember, you got to be. You gotta, uh, what was the term that Steve Hudson term? You gave this to me when we first started podcasting, and now I'm going to give it back to you. So you got to eat the mic. I do eat the mic, just like Feral Bunch. That is, you, you don't know who you anyway. Yeah, you you just know everything. Let's move along. <laughs> All right, Netflix new release came out. 
And let's see what we say about this one. We're going to talk about a movie called Pieces of a Woman. Another yeah. movie that was highly recommended to me. And I thought, you know what? Who, who recommended this one to me? I think, oh, it was you. You were the one that recommended this to me. I believe it was rec- recommended to, to you by one, uh, spoiler Steve, if I'm not mistaken. I did recommend this to you? Yeah, you told me. You oh, said, I want you cool. to watch this movie. Nice. You, you, it, oh, hold on. I'll give you the Steve version. So what happened yeah. was I got a text about uh, uh-huh. one o'clock in the morning and it's like, yeah. have you heard of a movie called Pieces of a Woman? And I said, uh, no, not really. Said, And you stopped me in the middle of my text, which was weird because how did you know you're going to do that except for the ellipsis? And then you said, no, stop everything you're doing and oh. watch this movie all two hours and six minutes of it because if you want to talk about an acting workshop, this is the one. This is the movie. Vanessa Kirby is going to break your heart. Her name is Martha. I said, I, I, why are you giving me the character's name? I said, I just let me watch the movie. You said, no, know her name, Martha. Say her name with me. So that's the impression. I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch this movie. Okay. Apparently, Steve really likes this one. Mm-hmm. Let's hit play. And I hit play. And uh, I, I do have my feelings about this one, but I do want to know what you think about this, Steve. So go for it. And by the way, if you don't mind, I'd like you to start with a rating. I will give this movie... Um, three point. No, I would give this movie three out of five. Naked Shias. <laughs> oh God! Can you make it two? <laughs> Maybe one naked Shia. I, I can only do about one <laughs> naked Shia every week. Yeah, that's that's my, my that's my um. I feel bad, man. Because Why do you feel bad? I just don't. When I was asked about this movie recently, or a friend of mine, and I had nothing to say, I'm like, it's just something you got to watch. It it's is like an there's nothing. It's an experience movie where I was like, they're like, what is the, what's the, I was like, I can't even tell you that. I can't even give you the story of it because it kind of, like, this, I would rather someone not know what happens in the beginning. And I re- read the synopsis and it gives it away immediately yeah. what happens i didn't know i was like oh here's what i thought was going to happen it's funny when i first started watching this um this isn't going to be a spoiler a steve, woman's I, giving I, I'm birth so, steve i'm so sorry but just because of what you just said right now and i'm sorry to interrupt and i've done this twice in the show now would you mind quickly if i just read the synopsis okay okay because you had mentioned how something should have been away. revealed Yes. But it's a, sorry, my bad, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. So when a young mother's home birth ends in an unfathomable tragedy, she begins a year-long odyssey of mourning that fractures relationships with loved ones in this deeply personal story of a woman learning to live alongside her loss. And uh, it's written by Kata Weber, Weber, I think, stars Vanessa Kirby, Shia LaBeouf, and Ellen Burstyn. I'm sorry, Steve, please proceed. They shouldn't have done that. They just shouldn't have. It's, it's, it ruins the movie. Like, people that have heard that now know what happens. And I was like, I'm glad I didn't because I wouldn't have liked the movie as much as I did. Hmm. Like, I would I would have known what was going to happen because it's like, oh, it's going to be a cool little whatever, you know. But when you know what's going to happen, when you know it ends in tragedy, you're waiting for it now. That's what you're waiting for. You're not waiting for a birth. You're waiting for this is going to end badly. And so I'm glad I didn't. I just walked in saying, OK, what's going to happen? And I thought it was just going to be a whole movie for after a minute. I thought it was going to be a whole movie about a birth. I was like, oh, is this going to be a birthing movie? But it, no it shit. changed. It Did you changed. Not think, yeah. I'm thinking and, the same and, thing. I'm like, when is this going to, like, this is, a, and I, like I mean, I understand so labor like, works that way, but this was like the full labor. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this was, it was, and I'm glad because I would have, the thing is, I didn't know what to expect. Um, And so the, but the, the whole movie is, is kind of a, 
what happens afterwards? That's it. It's just a what happens, how your relationship, what do you do with a relationship that, uh, hold on, pause. What this movie really did for me was it showed me, like we all know, no, we don't know. I imagine that situation could be devastating. But you see the fallout of how many people's lives it changes. It's not just the wife and the husband. It's everyone's. It's even the person that was doing the birth, the midwife. Yeah, this movie is like, um, you don't just get the drop in the water. You see the ripples that it creates. Dude. And I was like, but the thing is, they don't go overboard. I'm like, oh, I totally see how this could totally ripple out. And, you know, for a couple... Like if you're if you're in a relationship that hey it shouldn't work but it does because it keeps each other on their toes if that's what's holding you together this is enough to do it in this is it I mean you'd have to be how close would you have to be to weather this storm I mean dude you have to be like peas in a pod G it can't just be like it works who knows why life is funny it can't be that and that's what this was. Hey, life is funny. It works. Who knows why? We're from different sides of the track. But hey, life is good. That's not enough to make that work. And I thought it was I thought it was well done. I actually was this is not my sort of movie. And I thought it was really done. Again, I thought it was going to be here here's how far my brain went. 10 minutes into the birthing scene, I was like, "Oh, I know what he's doing. What they're doing is a baby is going to be a whole movie of a birth." And the baby is a piece of the woman. So it's pieces of a woman. I got you. So I just sat down and was ready for a two-hour birth. And I was in. <laughs> I was like, this is good. that's how good she acted. I don't know, though, because I, I don't know. I get women would be better. That had kids would be better to tell me if it was an accurate assessment of Accurate, what, Steve. Accurate. accurate right. If it was accurate. If it was an accurate assessment <laughs> of this birth. But um, I don't like Shia LaBeouf, Dan. Okay. <laughs> We're going to piss some people off, I think, Steve. But um, okay, just go. know that the person, people that are going to be like, <gasps> we love you. You know who we're talking to. Um, we've mentioned this kind of thing before about certain people. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. You, could, you can give me 10 different movies. And, I, and I'm going to go ahead and say it. Shy got one speed. Shy got one fucking speed. <laughs> And it's just that, it's that, it's that, you know what I'm talking about? It's that, I can't even do it. It's just that, that, uh, I'm sitting back and letting you go. Go for it. Yeah. It's, 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 it's that whole, I'm, I'm in your face. I talk, I don't, I can't even really put my finger on what the Shia is, but it's one speed all the time that you, you see that character, you might throw a Southern accent on it or something like that, but it's that character all the time. I'm not saying it's a bad character, but let's call it like it is. Shy got one speed and it's not so much that I don't like him. It is that one speed thing that makes me go. Okay. And it's just, I saw it like immediately. So the moment that Shia comes on, you know, he's bearded and he's got the beanie cap on and he's doing like the, the blue collar worker thing. And, and I get what they're doing with the movie. He is someone that is, as you put it, comes from the other side of the tracks that uh, is into this very somehow works his way into a very uh, wealthy family. I'm assuming they're wealthy. They struck me as wealthy, but 
it's like a class thing with them. And, and uh, there's definitely some animosity between him and her mother. And I know why they made him this character. But the problem is, is that every single fucking time I see Shia LaBeouf, it's this same fucking character. So did he do well in the movie? Yeah. Did, did we need to have that much of a story arc with him? Like there's just some things that I don't really feel needed to happen with this movie. I understand as I put it, you get the drop in the water and then the ripples and the ripples manifest in many different ways. You know, you have a woman that is going through not only postpartum depression, but she's mourning as well. I don't know if it's postpartum. Maybe, maybe that's not the right term, but she's depressed because of a loss. And you know, she pulls away from her husband and he pulls away from her and somehow like I, I can I ask you a question real quick. Do you think that the the whole thing with the midwife, do you think that that was given enough time to really become like a, a major part of the story? Or are we just to assume like, like, should we have seen, oh, like, okay, I just noticed she did something that's a little bit suspect right now. They should probably call 911. Like, did I miss something there? No, there was a, um, she, uh, she was, you could tell she was nervous. And here's the funny part that they did in this movie. They did it. And they told during, during a certain part, they said what happened and who said what in that moment. Yeah. If you don't rewind it, you don't remember what was said. Yeah. There's not a lot of time spent, right? So no, you think that like, oh, maybe she did say, let's go to the hot. Cause you, you're not supposed to remember that. Well, cause even the wife is like, I think she said, let's go call nine one. And you're you they didn't they they gave it to you if you watch it again. Yeah. And I will say this. I think that they do that. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I will say that I think that they did that because and I do think they did this very well. They give you this uh, this real time kind of stressful situation that's going on where you got a woman that's in labor. You know, you're trying to take care of her. There's there's um, possible trauma that could be Mm -hmm. happening to or distress. I should say that's happening to the baby. There's it's a very time sensitive situation. So much like in real time, you're probably only operating on about 90% because the other 10% you're like, okay, I got to do this. What work? You know what I mean? Like, what can I do next? And I'm thinking that they did a very excellent job of putting us into that scenario, getting back to what you were just saying, which is why you kind of have to go back and go, did she say that? Did she not say that? You know, it's uh, it happens so fast that I feel it was 100% intentional. They did that. It was dope. It was, I thought it was really, really, really smart. Cause I, th- when I was watching it, I said, why are they following her? Then following Shala, then following the midwife. And I was like, oh, they were saying it's so chaotic. Do you remember who said right. what? And yeah. I'm like, I sure don't. I don't remember who said, I remember something being said about calling. We should call someone, but then everything went cool. But then it got real again. I was like, did she call? Did she say call before or after? And I'm like, oh, this is so cool that they did this. Be like, yeah, no one really remembers what happens. Uh, what I do remember is that the midwife was concerned. So that made me know this wasn't a joke to her. It wasn't a joke to her. Yeah. She was trying her best. Right. And it wasn't fun. If she looked in the mirror. Oh, well, there's a part where she you could tell her face went from yay to something's wrong. And I'm like. That's little things like that kept this movie. I've had two people text me. Um, and say, I couldn't finish it after the first, uh, like 45 minutes. Hmm. Cause they said it was just too much. They said it. And I don't, I don't ask them whether it happened to them or, you know, you don't do that, but you're like, they just said, it's too much for me. I was like, wow, this is the, out of all the movies I've sent you, this is the one they're like, it's just too much. I'm like, wow, that's deep, dude. 
Gail so was kind of the same way. She bounced. Gail bounced out. She's like, this is just a bit much for me. That's just, you, like literally what she said. I wonder what that is, dude. Uh, well, let me ask you the person that you sent it to. Was she a woman? Yes. Well, then that might be a big part of it, too. Yes. <laughs> there, I think that is exactly There might be a big part <laughs> that we're not uh, thinking about. But, you know, this movie, and there, it's not at any way similar to it. I mean, at, at all. But it. I kind of put this movie into, uh, remember that movie that came out last year with Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver, Marriage Story? Marriage Story, yes. Yeah, I don't know why, because again, they're very dissimilar, but I kind of put this movie into that camp. There's going to be a lot of people that are just going to be raving about it, and and, uh, then there's just going to be, the other ones are kind of calmed down a little bit, homie. Like, it ain't, you know, you need to chill. Yeah, they're going to be, I think those people are going to be that, either people that don't like Shia. Mm Mm-hmm. Or people that don't like Vanessa Kirby. And I get both. I don't get Vanessa Kirby because, wow. I get both, dude. I like I her and everything. You know, I've only seen her two or three times. The last thing I saw her in was the uh, Hobbs and Shaw. And I thought she was great in that, too. Oh, that was her. She's a sexy woman. I like her. That was her. But yeah, I, I get how her style of acting isn't. And I'm not comparing her to anybody. Whereas where someone, some people can be like, like uh, just have a blank face. And some people will take that as she's not acting, whereas she's a mo- she's like emoting things through her blank stare. Right. Some people do that better than others. Some people it catches you differently. For me, it worked for me because um, there are, there was a part where she came to work early, and I thought that that little quick scene that took a second and a half was like, oh, I love how she's just her face. You, it's like she came back from war. She has that thousand yard stare, dude. She's still trying to act normal. Her mouth is saying one thing, but her eyes are like gone. And I said, that's a very effective shot, dude. I just thought it was. And then there's a monologue that her mom gives, dude. To Shia? No, her mo- the monologue you give to her daughter, okay. to um, Vanessa Kirby, about how she grew up. Oh, yeah. Holy cow, dude. She's like, you got nothing to complain about. Woo! And normally I don't like the, this is what I went through, but how she was like, I'm rooting for you in my weird psychopathic way. I am rooting for you. I need you to stand up for yourself. That's all she wanted. Yeah. It's not that she wanted to win. She's just like, fight for something. Whether, and then as you can see at the end, her mom was proud, even with the outcome. Cause she's like, you stood up, you did something. You just let things happen to you. And I'm like, this is it's, that's why I was just like, you know what, dude? This was a good... I did not expect to like this movie. I enjoyed it. I will say that I did like it. I brought up Marriage Story. I liked it better than Marriage Story. Yeah, well, yeah. Way better, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're the ones that... We didn't get that, dude. Something happened where we were on the other side and everyone else went bonkers for that. We were the only pod that was like, yeah, not buying it. <laughs> we do that, though. You know what I mean? Not to be uh, contrary. We just we just do. We just didn't get. I, I don't think. I think we got it before the raves came in. We just watched it. And we were like, yeah, this is boring. Then all of a sudden, dude, we got online and it was like a wave of, oh, my God. It's like Aquaman. Why you got to keep bringing up that fucking movie? <laughs> but yeah, this movie. What do you see? I want to ask you, what do you see? happening with this do you see people raving or do you think like right now it's kind of quiet yeah do you think that's just what it's going to be um i don't know we're in still we're still in covid season steve and i think that people aren't putting quite as much effort into critiquing movies that they normally would do like your your average person 
I think is just on consumption mode right now. What's next? What can I watch now? You know, yes, we do have some form of life back, but we are still in that COVID mode where we aren't going to the theater and we're just taking everything that we're watching all at the same with the same kind of speed, I guess you could say, unless it's like a major movie or something that's exciting that's coming out. So with this one, there's two things. This could be like to someone that um, I don't think that people that are single or haven't been married or ha- haven't had children or been through any kind of traumatic event like what happens in this movie are unable to grasp what's going on just because you you haven't been in those situations, right? But I do think that if you haven't, there might be a few things that you you may not appreciate as much as someone that has or, or, or is looking at it from a different perspective. I mean, I've had very traumatic events happen in my life with, you know, with my daughter. Um, you know, we've been through the process of labor and all that kind of stuff. And, and but we didn't have any of the fallout that happens afterwards, obviously. But I can at least relate to it a little bit more than that. I, and what I'm saying is. Like you're saying, there's sometimes where she's acting simply by just with a look or a gesture. And I think that there's she does that so well that people that haven't been through certain things like that may not pick up on how well she's doing it. Does that make sense? No, I think it makes total sense. It's a problem of um, in this world. And I don't know if they even meant this, but this is what I got because this is the this is the way I bend in this world. A woman is not allowed to be feeling all the time they'll consider it weak you cut you stay out too long in the office oh i guess she's just not this she comes back early and people are like oh she's it's a no win for her and she just has not she does not let it out and here's what i will say this this show movie also went um there's been movies i've seen where things go bad and then things get reconciled at the end they didn't do that with this movie. You like it's those just, movies better, don't you? No, I do, this one I like I like the fact that they're like some things get destroyed and they don't get put back together. It's just destroyed. And I'm like, well, if there's anything that's going to destroy something, even more so than other things that would destroy things, it would be this situation, dude. You know what I'm saying? And I will I'm not a fan of you're right, Shia had a has one note. What happened is they found a person that has one note and then found a movie that he would fit one notedly in. You're like, he Only is th- that guy, I think. He's that perfect dude to get. My problem is there's a part, like, what was he? A, like, they made him seem like he was some sort of tough gangster dude somehow in the middle. I'm like, oh, is he that guy? Or what's happening here? Like, what, banging on car hoods and stuff. I'm like, okay. wait, what? I got you. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what? who is it? And then my girl from Succession is in this, Siobhan. Shiv, she's the lawyer. Mm-hmm. She's in succession. I love her. She's fantastic. But sh- there was no point in her being in this. That random affair was point. I was like, what are we? Well, yes. And <laughs> I was going to bring that up, but I'm thinking that this might fall into the my weird little category of one of the ripples. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. The, the, the traumatic event happens. She starts to pull away. He starts to pull away. They cannot bring themselves to fully talk about this, whether they want to or not. They're having trouble communicating. Then it starts with, you know, withholding sex or whatever. You know, you're married. These things that start getting withheld. And I'm not putting any blame on either of these people, but it is the 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 truth of the matter. I think that it, this happens in a lot of relationships, and people start trying to, whether it's right or wrong, they start trying to look for something to fill that void. Yes. 
You know what I mean? And that's, that's what I took it as. It, it was just kind of weird, like getting, you know, getting back to the lawyer and, and what happens with him and the lawyer and everything. Yeah, you're right. It, it kind of didn't really need to be there because all it told me was that the family, as uh, the mother puts it, without really getting into it, she, she expresses her feeling, her true feelings to him at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And she makes him this offer. And so all it kind of did was a kind of confirmed the person that they all said he was. But at the same time, I don't know if it truly gave enough. And and please tell me if I'm wrong. I don't feel like it truly. I realize the movie is called pieces of a woman, but if they're going to go down those kind of dynamics with him, I don't really think they gave him his just due as far as like what he was experiencing with that. Yes. He was a recovering alcoholic or drug addict, whatever he was. He was a drug addict. I remember he ended up uh, with anything with the lawyer. <laughs> so it made him out to be a bad person, but I don't know if it, it just, we were just supposed to accept that he's this person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We don't know what he, we don't know what, um, like what, it, it, I mean, you, they kind of give you sneak hints of yeah. what he's going through. Yeah, especially we're left with that. to assume that he's behaving this way because yes. of the ripples I keep talking about. Yes. But it and was what, like, yes. but it's like, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it's like, you just have to assume that. Because this movie is about her for the most part. So yes. I kind of get that, but I feel like it was a shortcoming of the movie. I'm not def- you know, defending the character that he plays, but at the same time, I feel like if you're going to go down that path, at least add a little bit more background than just making us sort of put together little sentences that people have said. You know what I mean? Like, show us this. Show us how he got this way. And um, But again, this movie's called Pieces of a Woman, not Pieces of Shia. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it, it, was, it was, he did a... His story arc was a little weird to me. For what he was doing, he did a good job. I think especially people, there's a a, a movie, a, a scene with the, where he's sitting down with a doctor and the doctor was like, we're going to have to send it to professionals. And he's like, you're a freaking professional. You're a professional. Yes. I was you, like, what you are you going to tell me right now? That <laughs> like, is. That's a great and, question. And he's like, you're a freaking a, professional. Yeah. And that is the Shia that I like though. Like that, yeah. you know, he does that very well. It's just. As all we he said, does. and that's all he does. Right. Kind of. But when he does it, he does it. Excellent. And that was a highlight of the movie for me. Was that just that part of him? Just like just getting real with this fucking guy yeah. and letting out his frustration. So he, he did that very well. Well, I think the guy is used to people just being like, yeah, you're right. We'll send it to a professional. This was the one dude that's like, from my point of view, you guys go to doctor school. Yeah. What the fuck? Are you doing? <laughs> He's like, have you ever talked to Steve Hudson? Because Steve Hudson, he told me about people like you. <laughs> That would that would just literally it would certify what I thought. I'd be like, oh, you have to send it to a professional to do the doctor thing, huh, yeah. doctor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- and I, you know what I was? I think the last movie you liked him in was Peanut Butter Falcon. That was it. Um, I loved him in that movie. I will give him that. I w- didn't like him. I loved him in that movie, but I've seen that character about four <laughs> times. <laughs> and you know what? Oh God, I'm I, just because I'm on the spot right now. But the one that he was recently in, where he played the. Um, the drug lord's like right hand man. God damn it! I can't think of the name of the movie right now. He was Shia with an accent. Yeah. See, then that was a little bit of a different Shia. Eh. A little bit, but and still he, the same. he he accidentally slipped that. I want to know if they were filming at the same time because his accent. No, they weren't obviously, but his ac- that accent came in when he was trying to act hard in this movie. I said, "Hey, he kind of did that accent again." Makes you kind of wonder if that's how he gets in real life. Oh, dude, because you, you know, come on, you know, Shia has has thrown down before. 
Um, I he think looks he's like got he his, down. his butt kicked a few times. Yes. Okay. Butt kick thrown down. He's been in physical altercations. He's I'm that almost guy. 100. Remember that video that was on Twitter that went viral of him just staring at that. This guy was in the street randomly driving and he said he had his phone up. He's like, Shia LaBeouf is next to me staring at me. Sure enough, Shia just was in his truck staring at the guy for no reason. Just mad dogging him. Wasn't he going through some shit a while ago? I don't know if it was. I honestly don't know if it was drugs, alcohol, or just mental illness or something. But I think he was having some episodes back in the he day. He was. Because remember, he how many of his movies did he sit through on that, that weird thing he did? Yeah. And then this was also during the time where he was doing those weird, do it, gifs. Yeah, dude. He was. <laughs> wasn't he on Saturday Night Live? I don't think I caught that. But I've caught like maybe six Saturday Night Lives in the last 10 years. He's a, I mean, he's, I think, again, it's the child star thing, dude. Even though for a while we all thought, hey, he seems to be doing well. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> he was not doing well. Like, everyone should have just busted a Macaulay Culkin and called it. They'd be like, you know what? I don't want to do this thing anymore. And he just didn't do it anymore. Macaulay's just watching from his house, sipping tea, smiling. Listen. And I think that's what he should have done. Like, Shia is... And again, I think, unfortunately, every time you see starring Shia LaBeouf, immediately you're like, oh, here we go. Because he got kicked off his recent movie. Was it for uh, threatening people to eat their toes and stuff? Oh, he's not that far gone. (laughs) No, he did something bad, though. I think it was, I don't want to say it's Ava DuVernay, but someone kicked him off like themselves. The director's like, you're off the movie leave the set he's just going to be one of those actors throughout his career that's going to be a trouble a trouble spot maybe they need a little more insurance on the set absolutely he's He's like a sean penn sean penn in his heyday oh god penn was a dick back in the day yeah but there was no internet so we didn't know everything penn did but we heard so much without the internet that's the thing so who knows what he did but yeah he hit wasn't he hitting on madonna like hit her hit her yeah i think he hit her with a shanghai surprise I don't know what that means. Oh, that's just a movie they were in. Oh, were they? Mm-hmm. That, was the- <laughs> <laughs> that was great then. I didn't know that. I didn't know they were in a movie together, G. Yeah, I'm not laughing at the at the domestic violence, but it's hitting her with a Shanghai surprise. I like that. I'm going to keep it. Oh, random question. Yo. How good did she look in Dick Tracy? Dude. <laughs> Madonna used to be fine as fuck back in the day. Let me tell you what. That was, by the way, Dick Tracy was Gail and I first date. That was our first date. Movie. That was a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's when do we eat? It's when debatable. It's great, dude. How about when he? Uh, they're showing like it's like a montage of him making a name for himself, Dick Tracy. And there's this one scene where there's like probably nine, we'll call them thugs, that are in front of him. Right? He's got on mm-hmm. his yellow, his yellow hat and jacket, yep. and he does one swing, and they all go down. Yep. <laughs> yep. And it remember, like, uh, had a thing. Pacino okay, was good. But dude, Dick Tracy. Why didn't Pacino get an Oscar nom for that? That's a good question. He transformed himself into someone we did not recognize. He was still doing the Pacino thing, though. Yes. He just had makeup on. But he was, he was like, oh, here's a question been, for you, Steve. Being bugged. Great. Here's a question for you, sir. When's the last time you watched that movie? Uh, when I was 20 years plus. Okay. So <laughs> maybe you should watch that movie again. I have not. 
But I'll tell you one thing. I was way into my date versus this movie when I watched it. Oh, I bet you were. Hey, man, you know me. You know what I'm saying? I was a G up at the theater. I bet you. Well, you know. that large popcorn and everything. We should watch it. Let's do it. We didn't even share a soda, G. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got her own soda and shit. Got her some jujubes. Because you're big um, money. Some milk duds that she put in the popcorn. It was a good day. Did you you say that the moolie was going to pay for it? What? Did you say that the moolie was going to pay for it? (laughs) No, Steve. Now, why do I got to (laughs) go... What? I'm just talking about a day I want I some jujubes. I know where you're going, sir. <laughs> you and your Eddie Murphy humor. Hey, how you doing? Let's get some jujubes. <laughs> That's how I was when I came out of Rocky Four. So let's just how let's be funny clear. was that? Dude? I haven't. You know what? I don't know if it's as funny his Rocky story. I got to rewatch it because I laughed when I was young. I don't know if it holds up still. Rocco, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it's still fun. <laughs> But I would say, um, I'm, let's do a rewatch of Dick Tracy. Okay. That could be a Patreon episode. Oh, totally, dude. We yeah. should rewatch it, and then next we do the whiz. All right. Well, I'm still getting, trying to get you on board with this shit. I love your ideas. It is a new year. Which one are we doing first? We'll put it out there. That way we have oh, to hold ourselves to the standard. Only Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy it is. You guys want some Dick Tracy? Wow. You got to listen up, because on Patreon, it'll be coming soon. Um, Why'd you anyways, say wow? Madonna, when she there's even no when she went to, da, 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 da. there's no need for the wow there. I said, "Do you want some Dick Tracy?" And in the middle of my sentence, she went, "Ooh." I did not say "ooh." You went "wow," or you said some shit. Wow, you went from "wow" to "ooh." Whatever. <laughs> what kind of pervy? <laughs> <laughs> Can we just admit that we're both fucked up a little bit? Huh? Can we just admit that we're both fucked up a little bit? I'm not. You're perfect, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Practically perfect. But yeah, Madonna was fine. Madonna was fine in a mug back then. Even when she dated Michael. Michael looked great at that point. So they were a really good couple. Bro, when I listen to like, because I listen to an 80s station at work sometimes. Mm-hmm. And when Lucky Star comes on yeah. or Borderline, anything off like the first album, I just cannot help but be reminded of how She's fine right. this woman was back in the day. She was really, 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 really good. And she was like, I mean, that's the thing, too, is like if we're going to talk about Madonna coming out, like, you know, you've had your iconic stars. You had the Marilyn Monroe's, the Jane Mansfield's, whatever. Okay, I'm just throwing names out there. Iconic stars. She fell into that back in the day because she came out. She had a whole thing going on. She started a whole like fashion statement and she just had a look about her, man. And for the 80s, she was sex walking like a mug. Oh, dude, no question. You know? No question. She was incredible. Like, she had hits, dude. She had such big hits. I remember at that ASCAP thing, a guy was going through songs he'd written, and he started playing Like a Virgin. We all clapped. And he said, get your paperwork right, and then you'll never have to work again. Talking about Like a Virgin. Because he wrote that and didn't do things correctly? He's like, no, he did it. He did it correctly. He's like, imagine if I would have accidentally. Oops, we'll do paperwork later. He's like, get your business. It's music business get your business together you'll never have to work again in your life he's like it was a ridiculous song he started singing it and making jokes in the middle of it he's like the song's ridiculous this song is ridiculous and it just you guys liked it so there's that during the like a vert now i couldn't watch that that video because of that lion head couldn't do it dude <laughs> not playing with that i said and this is turning the channel what's funny is that i don't even know what you're talking about so that just means that you were traumatized at an early age yeah there's a guy with a lion face 
Yeah, I don't remember that at all. On Like a Virgin. Yeah, it's it's very disconcerting. Hey, real quick, I just got to give my re- my uh, review, oh, yeah, yeah, my yeah, rating yeah. rather, yeah. and then we can do whatever we need to do. But uh, getting back to Pieces of a Woman, I'm going to go ahead and give this one. Would you give it a three out of five? Yes. I am going to give this one. I will give it a three and a three point seven five out of five skanky cousins. Dang. Yeah. I think the acting was solid. There was just some some parts of the movie that I didn't feel needed to be there. And um, I I think that honestly, if I had, hmm, I think this movie, if viewed through the eyes of someone that has gone through something like that, will either do one of two things. It'll either be like, oh, wow, they really nailed it. Or this is complete bullshit. I cannot really throw myself into that category. So I'm just watching this as a regular movie viewer. You know what I mean? With a little bit of reference because I've been married and kids and things like that. But, um, yes, but yeah, 3.75 out of five uh, skanky cousins. That'll work. That's will work perfectly. And that brings us to the end. Look at this guy. I didn't know you liked it more than me. Well, I didn't tell you that Steve. You did. You kept it under wraps. Yeah. Well, that's what we're supposed to do. We have a show where we talk about things and we need real reactions. You're like, I watched the movie. I'm like, okay. Yeah, well, I did what I needed to do. I did my part. That's just me saying, hey, I'm ready. Are you? That's true. You know what? You know what? You make a great point. And you know, I can't wait for your next, like from now on, when when you say you need to watch this or your life will never be the same, I'm going to take those seriously. You're so crazy, bro. I did not say that. You were really into it, dude. I put it right out there and said, I know someone that was in this movie. Therefore, I'm going to watch it. And some people have said some pretty good things about it. I'm going to check it out. And I never made it a, a secret that I'm like in. I got a thing for Aubrey Plaza. I did She's not know you thing. knew somebody that was doing this. You should have told me. Why didn't you tell me that? Why did I need to tell you that? Because that's I would have at least been like, oh, I saw her name in the credits. This is episode 142, Steve. I'm sure I've mentioned it somewhere along the way. You did not. Not Black Bear. Well, not Black Bear, but Aubrey Plaza. No, I'm saying you didn't tell. Oh, 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 she worked for her. No, she worked for Black Bear. That's what I'm saying. So if you oh, this was told- a, this was a, this was a uh, combination of things as to why I watched this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. I th- I thought I was like, why didn't you tell me your friend was? I would have watched the credits and been like, hey, I see her his friend's name. So what you got to do right now is go to IMDb and you type in. I'm going to do it right now with you. I'm going to give her a little credit. I'm going to. I I don't remember her name is Trish Tracy Trisha? Tracy T R A C Y Dishman. Like Dish Man. Dish Man. Let's see. There she is. Production designer. Let's see what she's worked on. Yeah. All right. Let's see. So something for 2016, Other People. She worked on a movie called Gemini. I liked Other People. Um, Gemini is with uh, Zoe Kravitz. Movie called Zeroville. Comet. I think she even did some stuff for Ellen. I liked Comet. Dude, is Comet the one um, with uh, J? Oh, what's his name? J. Oh, the guy from what's his name from Justin all of- Long? Justin Long from. I loved Comet, dude. <laughs> that was a great movie. She, she's worked in some things that you love. I no, great. no, no, no. She worked in a movie. You have got to see Comet. I forgot all about that movie. I'll peep it. Oh, you know what? There's one that I never knew about. Oh, by the way, she was also, she also worked on the Sarah Silverman program. Hmm. And uh, anything else that's like worth mentioning here? She comments enough. Comet by itself. I could talk to her for 18 hours. She also was the assistant property master 
of the Noah's Ark TV series back in 2005. She's been doing this for quite a while. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at my friend's body of work and I'm, I'm very proud of her right now. So anyway, uh, oh, it's real quick. I'm not going to give you a review or anything. I just want to know if you've seen this movie. Have you ever seen a movie called Extract? It's a comedy that came out in, I believe it is 2009, starring Jason Bateman. And who else? Mila Kunis. Oh, dude. I think, yes, I, I, I saw it, but I don't, I don't, I don't remember it at all. I had never heard of this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kristen Wiig is also in it. Uh, dude, you should watch this movie. It's, it's written and directed by Mike Judge. So if you're into Mike Judge's movies, Office Space and things like that, uh, and you like Jason Bateman, and if I'm being fair, Jason Bateman got one speed. Yes, it's true. It's but true, I remember but liking well. Extract. I remember liking it. Yeah, man. I just, like I said, I, I, um, I'm not going to... Oh, Ben Affleck, J.K. Simmons. There's, there's actually a really good cast. T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller's in this movie. It was oh, before Jesus. he got in trouble. <laughs> That's a really good T.J. Miller. He's like, hey, is, what's my line? They're like, just just stand there. Please. That's a good TJ. How about if I just talk like this and say something funny? They're like, yeah, that's, that's great, TJ Miller. Thanks. That's really but, good. Um, thank you. But, dude, you should check this movie out. If you don't remember it, it's totally worth a rewatch. And if you guys haven't seen it, uh, apparently this is a gem of a movie, as Adam Templeman stated so eloquently. And I agree with him. Extract from 2009, starring Jason Bateman, directed by Mike Judge and written by Mike Judge. You are welcome. And you can actually watch this. I'm sure you could rent it. But if you have stars... Check it out on stars. I was pleasantly surprised. I like this movie. I'll go ahead and rate it without a review. I'm going to go ahead and give this one a, uh, I'll, a 3.75 out of five uh, con jobs, Steve. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, look at this guy with the high ratings today. I really liked it, but I'm always kind of on the higher ratings. Well, I really maybe, it's, like, maybe it's, I will sucks. give this commercial five out of five. I'm like five out of five. Yes. Best commercial I've seen. I'm like, okay. always, you always got to do the most, Steve. With this. <laughs> like, I don't understand why right? that is. Dead with the high rating. And then sometimes I'll go back. I'll go like really extreme. You're right. I'm kind of always with the high ratings because I'll like bash the fuck out of it. Perhaps you listen to our last episode. And then in the middle of the night, I'll wake up feeling bad and be like, you know, I could have been a little, a little nicer to it. And then yeah. like a day later, I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? Yeah. The next day you'll be like, you know, I'm so stupid. Wonder Woman was both a wonder and a woman. So I give it a five out of five. They did <laughs> deliver on the premise. I'm like, I, I don't even understand. It was weird when Pedro Pascal was on screen. I realized he was playing a different character, but I thought of the Mandalorian. Therefore, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and give this one. I know we're a five out of five scale, but I'm going to go ahead and give it a seven out of ten. You did the you you are a person that the scales. I don't aren't like really, hurting feelings, Steve. I get it, dude. I can and be I, super I, fucking mean, but I I have this um this regret that kicks in later. I oh I know I read the regret. <laughs> I you know what I stand by my words. I still think the movie was shit. But I'm just saying personally for someone like me, if you listen to me, I think I went a little bit hard on it. That's all. Do you? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I think you were totally normal. I believe so I said th- fuck. I think I think I said fuck Pedro Pascal for every something crazy. Like it, it was unnecessary. So well, how bad was I then? I must have went really bad. Well, you're all you're just being Steve. Just do, being your old uppity self. One day, if I get talking online, about jungles and stuff like that, if I if I get online, I was like, you know, lately I've rethought how I am, and um, <laughs> I got to come back. And people would be like, "Is he on drugs? Is he okay?" He probably should be. <laughs> uh, you know, if I didn't, if I didn't go crazy every time I did, yeah, I, I might do. Oh, uh, um, by shoot, the way, Steve, um, I forgot to tell oh, you that I was actually PCP. You smoked. Oh, that that's makes, why it's. T- it's dipped in cocaine. Cocaine. Your lips were all numb. You know what's funny, dude? Before we get off, mm. 
Remember that show I sent you last night, Strongest Man of All Time? Yeah, didn't even get a chance to look at that, by the way. So no, no, why don't no, you I sell don't... it to me? Okay, so mind you, I'm just on Hulu. Oh, on the Hulu. I love the Hulu. <laughs> and I'm just enjoying life. And uh, it was just random, like, Steve, you may like, mind you, also, Hulu, you got to redo your user interface. It is just. Come on, Hulu, you, you got to redo. Like, oh, Jesus. Okay, we're going to move on now. <laughs> Um, so it's, it's a strong man. I forgot the names. It's Brian Shaw, a dude named Bob, Mm. um, Brian Shaw, Bob. I forgot the other. Anyway, the strongest, the strongest, oh, Bob and them. Yes. Anyway, the strongest men, you know how they do that strong man competition. Yeah. These three guys normally win. So they go to lore. They, they like go to, to different States and their lore of the strongest people that have ever lived. Like, Oh, old such and such used to be able to carry a tractor trailer over their head for the da, da, da. Bill they Raskin. try to beat that. They try to go there and beat the lore in that state. Ah, like, they're record breakers. They try to be. And some of them, they're just like, there's no way on God's green earth a human being did this. And they're like, that's what it says. <laughs> it says they did it. So you got to try. And one time they had to put a 1,400 pound log on their on their back to see if they could like lift it off. And two of them got terribly hurt. You think? You think that's what happens? <laughs> Fucking people, man. <laughs> I said, you didn't think you were going to do get hurt doing that? What is it with male genitalia that makes us think G- we can do stupid shit? She, listen. Like, it's, you know they're going to get hurt. Because this is, you know lore changes throughout time. And what started as he took a 50 pound log. When you tell your son, you're like, that's a hundred pound log you took. And then they tell their kids, by the time it reaches you, they're like, it was a freaking Sequoia. And so by the, so they're just reading what they said. Hey, this guy took a Sequoia tree down the, and dude, (laughs) their hands are like bloody. And I'm like, what do you think that? And some of these things they do. I'm like, you freaking did that. I did not know people were this strong. (laughs) <laughs> that is amazing so you're you would have fun because they're like 20 30 or well no it's like 35 minute episodes and they just go to these random states and um do these amazing the one thing i love is the one they did in vegas they had to round up a crowd because people just aren't impressed with that stuff they're like come on guys see what we're gonna do with this strength and they got a little crowd together but all the other people just kept on walking okay like, like, yeah, we don't it's care sin city there's a sex club right across the street exactly they're like people don't feel, care if you can lift a freaking old school rutabaker with your legs i just watched a homeless guy shit in a garbage can <laughs> <laughs> yeah they could not round a crowd up dude they try and they were doing it like for two days they were sending out flyers oh damn it was so but dude i tell you what man it's fun watching them try to do these amazing feats of strength. And they're like competing with each other because Brian Shaw is six foot eight, 400 pounds. So he's hard to beat. But, uh, you know, when you're competing with each other, trying to do these things and it becomes a, a measuring contest. Cause sometimes a person will be like, I'm just going to lift this in the gym to get warmed up. And the other person's like, I can lift heavier than that. Having nothing to do with the show's challenge. And they're like, well, put more weight. I can lift that. Okay. Well, and then another, the other guys will be like, we're sitting this one out because we think one of you guys are going to hurt, hurt, hurt yourself. Sure enough, one of them tries to beat the other and they hurt themselves and they're out for the challenge. I'm like, yeah, dude. Can I ask a favor? Yeah. Can you please rate this? But if I may pick, yes. can you rate it in herniated discs? 
That's so funny you say that. Were you going with it? You can go with herniated nucleus pulposus if you want to sound uh, Oh, I'm going smart. herniated disc. There you go. I'm going to go three out of five herniated discs. And also, I didn't... There's been, there were like three times where you see a guy, he gets up, something pops, and he drops the weight, and he stands up, and then something else pops, and he falls. And I was like, I bet you Dan will watch this and be like, oh, oh I know exactly what happened. Because <laughs> he said, two pops happened. He told the producers, hey, I, got, I felt a pop, so I dropped the weight, got up, and another pop happened, and then he collapsed. I was like, Why don't you take a break there, happened. two pop Shakur? The <laughs> oh, and on that note, it's over. <laughs> Show's over. Game over, guys. We love you. I love you. Two pops. Jesus Christ. You're welcome, Steve. How didn't I get that? All right. I love you guys. Peace out. That's the show, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. You know what? I'm happy to be back. Two weeks is far too long, but I'm going to be real with you. Kind of needed a break. I was going a little screwy with work and everything, but we are back. We're going to continue on. 2021 is going to be an amazing year. And so far, we're off to a fantastic start. That said, my name is Dan Ramirez. For Steve Hudson, we are the heroes of noise. People, be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace.